FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, is brought to you by, well, you. The listeners of this podcast are its main driving force. If you would like to support FGC Hollywood, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash forward FGC Hollywood, as well as leaving us nice reviews on Apple Podcasts. So without further ado, enjoy the show. FGC Hollywood, stay classy. Compared to like wheat, where it's like everything, it's kind of like soy too. Like if you have an allergic reaction to soy, god damn, dude, that's a lot of crap. A lot of crap has soy, man. Right. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast. I am Max Spicer. I'm joined as I am every week by Pringle the One. Pringle, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Now we're gonna have a bit of a different show <laughs> today <laughs> because. There's really nothing going on. Like, I don't know how else to put it. It's been just kind of dull and boring. But I'm going to call this show the FGC Hollywood Discord special because uh, really our Discord kind of saved this <laughs> saved this show with just topics, questions, and all sorts of shenanigans. So hopefully we can make this show somewhat interesting. Now, there will be some fighting game stuff in here, but because it's slow, we're probably going to be talking about some fighting games, but also we're going to be talking about things that aren't so relevant and more concepts in fighting games and some more personal stuff. So if you are interested in everything that's been happening in fighting games, you know, episode number five of this podcast is probably not going to be for you. Maybe six will be better. It's just nothing that has been happening. So just a disclaimer there. But... We did have a, a few things happening, actually, just recently with Guilty Gear, but we'll, we'll get to that. First things first, I'm back, obviously, from Florida last week. The reason why we recorded last week so early, so there was a big gap there, right? Like, we're recording this on Saturday. I forget. I think we recorded on, what was it, Tuesday of last week? So a few days there in between. Yeah. Over a week, really. Yeah, over a week. I went to go see my family down in Florida. Uh, my grandparents celebrated their 60-year anniversary. My uh, my aunts were there, my uncles. We all did, like, social distancing. I was telling them my roommate, I was like, it was so weird because we're wearing masks, like, the whole time. <laughs> and their house is fairly big, but, like, I mean, we have, I think we have, like, eight people and, like, trying to stay six feet apart from right. eight people. It's, like, it's hard. <laughs> but my family's also, like, Irish. Like, they're really Irish. But not only, like, are they Irish, they're all, like, sober Irish now. So they used to all be <laughs> alcoholics. So but uh, we had a good time. My family's a little crazy. The biggest part of the trip was uh, my dad is terrible to travel with. And that's who I was traveling with back to St. Louis. And he's kind of unorganized. And, you know, we had different tasks. Like, I was supposed to check in the bags. And he's supposed to take the rental car back. And he lost one of the bags on the train to the shuttle. <laughs> And it was such a mess. And then we had to run to security and my dad is freaking out. It was terrible. And plus, I mean, with COVID in Florida, Florida is such a terrible place for COVID. Nobody wears a mask. No, I did. No, man. It was terrible. So we're rushing to the, to the thing, to the gates. And then it was awful. But you know, the worst part is that when my dad was packing, he was so antsy to get out of my grandparents' house. He was so antsy that he, while I was taking a shower, he was packing my bag for me. And uh, one of my FGC Hollywood shirts, he put it in the bag that he lost. So now I, ah. my, the only FGC Hollywood shirt that I had is gone forever in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> Dude, wait, but they didn't, uh, they give you like a, a receipt when you check in your bag to see 
uh, in case it gets lost or something like that? Or Yeah, usually, but he lost the carry-on. That was God supposed to go damn. on the plane with us. Yeah, dude. So, like, because he was rushing, he left a bag on the shuttle train. Oh, man. And he couldn't go back to get it because we were going to miss our flight. And that was the only direct flight back to the state of Missouri or St. Louis. And ah, yeah. had we stayed there wait, looking for the bag, we would have been going direct to Dallas and then coming to St. Louis. And it would have been taking hours. So we just were like, whatever. Only thing that's in that bag is closed. Maybe I can call and see if they found it on the train and have it have them shipped. But the yeah, other part yeah. that happened during my vacation is, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will own this now. By far, this is my greatest mistake as a Discord admin. I really regret this. <laughs> so I introduced a waifu bot to our Discord. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's taken the Discord by a crazy storm, right? Because the people that wanted to be a part of it immediately you know just went straight to that channel and then there was just a lot of spamming and it was fun for for a while right like even i was in it where it's basically you're playing gotcha and it's timed so like you you can pull every i think hour and then you can claim once every three hours so there's kind of a balance there the problem was is that it was spammy right a lot of people were spamming so i was like okay how do i deal with that i made the server private or rather the channel private and then i made it invite only and then the other problem that I noticed is that, you know, our, our Discord is fairly small. And what happened was is the usual suspects that were chatting and the rest of the channels of Discord were only in Waifu Wars. <laughs> like, that was the only <laughs> channel they were in. The, the freaks was unleashed. You, like, <laughs> yeah. you unleashed the freaks, man. <laughs> yeah. What happened is people would go there to do Waifu Wars. And then during the cooldown states, they would just talk about random things that they would normally in the public channels. So we kind of lost that engagement. So I saw that and I was like, oh, I don't really like that. And then the other part that is like not exactly of a big deal, but what I noticed is that it's starting getting a little uh, chippy or like jabby. And most of it, they were okay. But like most of it, I, I found that it was like had a lot to do with me. And I don't know what it is. And I kind of <laughs> think I know... I have an idea. I, I, I seem to invite this, um, I don't know, maybe passive aggressive. I don't want to say toxic because that's such a big word, but like a little more chippy or jabby when I'm around. So I was like, hmm, I don't really like that because I've been in those situations before. Obviously, I used to be a part of our Kappa and I was just like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> when, I, when I got out of our Kappa, I was like, never again. Right. So I saw the writing on the wall a little bit. So I was like, OK, I think if I remove myself out of this whole thing, maybe there won't be any more of this sort of behavior, even though, like I understand it's, it's it starts with jest and joking. But I've I've been in those situations too many times to know how that shit ends. So I was just like, let me just remove myself. So ever since I've done that, I think it's been fine. The other problem that I found is after I left is that the Discord seemed to almost be running on a timer. So you had everybody in the private server pulling waifus. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then oh, when, when the timer was down, so basically when they were waiting their cooldowns to pull or to claim or to do whatever, then they would rise up from the undergrounds and come right. up to the public, public channel, start talking a little bit. And I found that like almost mid-sentence, certain people would be like, oh shit, there's two minutes to pull. And they'd be talking to somebody else in the public channels, and then they would be gone because you know you got to pull. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. it sounds like you're like describing a rat getting out for his cheese, man. <laughs> like, oh, some cheese. Mm -hmm. Oh, gotta go. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not trying to bash anybody, but like, it is addictive, and I understand the the nature of it. But certain people were just waking up in the middle of the night to pull, and I was just like, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> like, waifus are dominating just the headspace of this Discord. So for a second, I was just like, you know what? 
there is an option to Thanos this whole thing. And basically, if I decide to snap and then, you know, have this thing just erase everything, maybe that'll do it. And then people won't be as pissed with because there was a lot of We call the waifu wars for a reason, right? It's competitive. But I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that either, because then I'm kind of a dick because I introduced this thing over. So I was thinking about the whole thing. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to get rid of it. It's going to be private. I'm not going to have any new members join that thing. I'm just going to wait for it to die naturally. So I told those guys down there in the depths of hell that, if, <laughs> <laughs> that once I see inactivity, so I have the channel muted right now. I can't see it and I don't get no notifications or anything, but I will visit it from time to time. And if I see no activity within three days, so if the channel, I see nobody has typed anything for three days. And that also includes like if they typed, hey, I'm here for three days. And nobody else has typed in that also like, I mean, no, that's not really activity. I'm talking about like, actually people <laughs> doing stuff. They're about to do it like the forum. <laughs> Bump. <laughs> Bump, yeah. Bump, keep this joint alive. <laughs> yeah. So I said no. So if three days, if it dies and you guys lost interest, then I'm, yeah, I'm snapping that thing and it's over. Like it's just getting dusted. But I'm going to leave it for those guys. And slowly but surely, it, hopefully it dies naturally because the Discord is still sort of kind of on a timer. So here's the big thing, right? I don't really, I don't think I really make our Discord, I, I don't promote it as much, right? Like I'll talk about it every now and again and or I'll put yeah. like a little thing on YouTube. But like if anybody wants to join the Discord, you can do and do so. So if you're listening to this on YouTube in the description, there's a link for our Discord. It's called FGC Hollywood. Obviously, we talk about waifus a lot. We talk about fighting games. Uh, there's what else? I don't know. Shit posting. There's <laughs> all sorts of things that we do there. Overall, I think we got a cool cool group. And if you're listening to this on audio platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify and all that, you'll have to go to the YouTube version and find the link down there in the description and come join us. We got a cool group of people. And uh, yeah, you can't join Waifu Wars, but you can join the rest of the, See, the Hollywoodness. I think I know what you also messed up. You didn't do a husbando wars, bro. <laughs> you should have done the alternate because everybody get they, they get too comfy. We also got to be like, hey, man, there's two sides to this coin over Actually, here. there's an option in Waifu Wars to pull husbandos. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it was a great mistake. I shouldn't have done it. And actually, to credit the people in the Discord, they did warn me. They were like, they, they told me, Mac, Mac, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> and I was like, I went against them. And I was like, oh, come on, it'll be fun. And yeah, that was a mistake by me. I shouldn't have done it. But now I, I've learned my lesson. So now, never again. And... I'll just wait for it to die. And once it dies, we can start over a new leaf. But yeah, we are recruiting new members just to kind of not replace, obviously, because the, the people in Wife of Wars are still very much active in public channels. But to fill the void almost while those guys are <laughs> doing their thing down there in the depths of hell, oh, man. We'll, we'll be up here on the surface talking about fighting games and other things. So yeah, come join our... Actually, speaking of, did you see that guy that joined our Discord like for a second? Like any yeah, yeah, man. He said, <laughs> like, oh, no, man. <laughs> I have done it before where I've joined the Discord and I'm like, oh, man, this ain't what I wanted. <laughs> oh, and then I leave. <laughs> I feel kind of feel like a savage when that happens, though. That's a record. <laughs> I will say that it's funny how you mentioned the, um, the Discord being there. It's kind of similar to how I did mine or, or I still do it. Where people will be like, well, where's your Discord? Where's your Discord? And I'm like, hey, man, the secret is that you got to find it. Mm -hmm. And it always is just hidden under the description of like every YouTube video I ever made. It's like right there. Like you could just find it right there. But I always just made that like the joke where it's like, 
you got to find it. That's the fun part of it. And people usually don't want to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> nobody hits a description. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was that was fun during my vacation to kind of going back and forth with it. And then, yeah, it's a, it's a good, valuable experience if you're a, a, an administrator of a Discord or of a little community to know, to, obviously, you have to know your community for one <laughs> and know yeah. uh, what to do with certain aspects of the uh, the Discord. And yeah, I made a I made a mistake with that one. So hopefully <laughs> it'll die and then we can move on. But yeah, that's pretty much everything that's happened over the weekend. I, don't, I know you have your, I don't know if you want to talk about your four-hour shopping story on the air. Ah, but, yeah, uh... <laughs> man. I, I, just, I just spent like the last four, three hours or so just grocery shopping. And I just hate Walmart, man. I think I said it. <laughs> anyway, I actually worked in Walmart for like a month and a half. And then I really, yeah, I really figured out I hated that place even more. Mm -hmm. This is what Walmart does to their people, too. It's like, oh, everybody uh, from like October 5th to uh, November, uh, not not even like December 20th or some crap. Like, you can't take a day off unless you really need to. That's how that works. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, okay. Like, how does that work? It's like, we need you guys right now because of all the holidays and stuff. And I was like, oh man, dude, I, yeah, I mean, I hate Walmart, dude. The only thing is they're cheap prices. And even then, man, I feel like it's not even worth it sometimes. It's the bathroom. It's so big, man. And like, you got to go out, you go from the front of Walmart and you got to go, like, I wanted to use the bathroom. I go in there and I'm like, all right, let me use the bathroom. It's like, no, someone's cleaning. So you're telling me I got to walk like five minutes to the other damn side of the Walmart <laughs> to use the bathroom? I'm not gonna make it, man. I'm not gonna make it. I'm, there's about to be a spill at aisle ten, man. And it's all my fault, <laughs> dude. Oh man, dude. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't like Walmart. that place. Is huge. That place. Yeah, man. It's unnecessarily huge, man. It's so big, and I. I so, that's what I hate about it. When I was working over there, this is okay. So this is what I hated. I did uh, overnight. Um, like stocking. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Overnight stocking, right? Hate overnight stocking. Always mm-hmm. had my ass every time, and I think. It's because I'm a guy, man. And I and I don't look I don't look weak and nothing like that. They will always be like, all right, Pringle. Hey, what you doing? Come help uh, unload the uh, truck. Man, dude, there was like 3,000 pounds of pumpkins on a pallet, man. Oh, man, man. heavy-ass pumpkins, man. <laughs> always had me unloading this truck full of heavy-ass stuff. I hated it. Never got any of the females, man. I, that's what always bugged me about doing that, man. I hated that job, dude. That's, that's rough, dude. I used to be on the other side, which... You know, I found out is basically Walmart dressed in red. I used to work for Target back when oh, I was like 19, 19 or 20. So like yeah. almost eight years ago now. And dude, yeah, it's, just, it's a, the exact same thing. Like I always thought, so as a consumer, I always thought that Walmart was evil and Target were the good guys. And then I <laughs> to Target and I was like, no, nah, this is just the same coin flipped on the other side. This is yeah. exactly the same. It's just red, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just red. red. <laughs> And they had those kind of rules too. I got written up one time. So I was working in the back. Oh, I got one for you too. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I got, got written up because you know how you have to clock in and clock out and everything is documented through the clock so they can see the times. Yeah. I was I was doing one of the things that I had to do in the back. So like, you know how they give you like the little phone or whatever, the digital phone, and then like you can track yeah. items. Yeah. So yeah, I had yeah. to take all the items from the shelves in the back room and then put them in a cart and then stage them somewhere so somebody can pick them up and then stock them. That mm-hmm. was my job. It took me a little longer. So I didn't take my break on time. I was supposed to take it at 2.30. I took it at like 2.48, 18 minutes late for my break. I go take break and then I come back after 30 minutes and then like 50 minutes after my break, the manager comes to the back room while I'm on a ladder, makes me get off the ladder, 
and he looks at the time and he writes me up for being 18 minutes late for my break. And he's Bruh. like, we have, we have complete Dude. orders. The reason why we tell you to take 2.30 because that's how, those are the rules and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so he wrote me up and it was like within my 90 days. And I was just like, Dude, there's no way. Like, I'm, I'm going to get written up again for sure because I, I won't take another break on time because I'm not just going to leave my post and yeah, then go take exactly, a break at two twenty nine, so I can get to the break room with two thirty. I mean, so yeah, I ended up. I think I quit. Like I don't know, maybe shortly after, like four or five days after. <laughs> I, <quit. laughs> I was like, I'm dude, <laughs> I uh, yeah, man, I don't like yeah, I don't like that because they have this like enforced thing with like some breaks depending on your state. So it's like you have to take a break, but it's like sometimes I'm not just gonna leave all this crap on the floor, yeah. man, and then you just gonna get at my ass about that. Like no, man, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> So I actually had it. So I got kind of written up, right? Or I don't. I had to do like an apology to somebody. So there was oh this one. God. Yeah. So in Walmart, right? Walmart has this thing now where it's like they don't care about what you wear, or you can wear anything as long as it's not like a hoodie or it has something like that. But of course, people still wear that, and nobody gives a damn. So there was a guy, right? And I saw this dude when I was like, I was writing up some goods or products that got like destroyed or kind of like messed up. And you're supposed to kind of, um, I forgot, you're supposed to like register it in a little piece of paper and put what was there, what got messed up. Okay. And I'm walking around and there's this, this like this cage in the back. This is like in the back where the, uh, the stock and all that stuff is at and the warehouse parts and all that. I'm in the back and there's this guy, man, this dude. He wore a unicorn hoodie, right? Like this, this unicorn pink, blue. This is like a checkered pattern type of oh ugly God. ass. Shirt. It was dis uh, disgusting, bro. Like, <laughs> it was so fugly, man. Like someone had to beat that man with the ugly stick on that that thing he was wearing. Right? And I saw him, and I immediately I was like, "Yo, is that?" I thought it was a costume because October was coming up. So I was like, "Oh, nice costume," and I was like, "Ah." <laughs> And I laughed and I just walked away. And then, no, I laughed. And the dude was like, this is in the costume. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, my bad, man. Look like <laughs> one. Because literally, it had a pink unicorn on it. was like a hoodie and he wasn't wearing it. But like the hood part of it had a pink unicorn that like, you know, with those little um, kids toys where they're like colored differently. So it's like pink, green, neon, all these weird ass colors in one somehow weird thing. He had that on his hood. And the long sleeve hoodie he was wearing was just horrible looking man it was pink gray blue all these ugly ass colors that don't match at all right and i just <laughs> laughed and he took that to heart evidently because oh at the end of the shift the manager at that time which wasn't very useful at all i didn't like that manager that much anyways he came up to me and was like hey he said that you laughed at him and i was like i didn't laugh at him and he said you didn't say sorry it's like what i did say sorry i apologize <laughs> after i was like i said my bad that's <laughs> That's sorry. <laughs> like, and, but who really like? How can you take that to heart when what you're wearing is ugly? It's not my fault, man. Okay, so <laughs> he like you little punk, man. To do something. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You got to be a punk to get that to heart to be like someone laughed at me. You know what that is? Someone laughed at my ugly shirt, and I'm gonna go tell my managers about it. What? Come on, man. who does that? Yeah, man, that's stupid. That's real weak. I. I used to work for like two months. I was trying to get out of South Florida in like 2016. So I took a seasonal job at Best Buy, just like stocking stuff or cashiering or whatever. So I, because I was seasonal, they gave me this paper uh, name tag. So I didn't have like the clip on. It was just like this paper, stupid one. And I had multiple shirts 
And I, sometimes I would forget to take the paper out and then stick it onto the new shirt that I was going to uh, work with. And there was one manager and he was such a dickhead. And <laughs> my, I think on my last day, he told me something along the lines of, hey, if you manage to come back, make sure you have your name tag on next time. And I was like, well, damn, that was a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> a passive aggressive ass punk comment. Yeah. And then I left. And then they never called me for another shift. So I was like, oh, I guess that's that. I guess he got what he wanted. <laughs> but you know what? I didn't even feel salty about that because I was just like, I got enough money to like buy a car. So I was just like, whatever. I didn't need another shift anyway. But I knew that that, that dude, he got off on having that amount of power because he's so dude. miserable in his life that he's oh just like, yes, I told, yeah, that, I told that 22-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys get so angry. And it's because of the fact that, for one, you don't ever give somebody power that wants it because yeah. they probably want it for the wrong reason. And two, they just get, they just get like, they get promoted after time, but they don't know how to really lead nobody. Mm -mm. It's basically, it's Walmart and like Target and all those other jobs. They're jobs you get while you're waiting for the next job. Yeah, like, yeah, man, exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're, they're definitely like, I saw some people and it, it scared the hell out of me, man. I saw some people there. I've been working here for 15 years. I'm like, what happened? Oh man, Dude, what happened? Like, there's a part of me where it's like, you know, I I can understand it. You want to live a comfortable life. But then there's the other part of me is like, I don't want to be that comfortable where the comfort is the danger zone and mm. everything in my life isn't, there's no challenge and I want everything to be the exact same. Hell no, nah, man. I know yeah. I'm not even growing at that point. Might as well just be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be dead, man. It works for some people. Some people just like the same routine every day yeah, and that's fine. But like for, for you and I, like that's no, nah, that ain't going to do it. That ain't, that ain't living, man. That ain't living. Know. No. Good times. Good times working for the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pringle. How about we try to talk some fighting games? I, uh, again, you know, I apologize to everybody who's listening right now. It's just been kind of dry. That's why we, I figured, hey, why not talk about non-fighting game stuff? But we have a little bit of news. The first one actually just happened. So Wait. I had this. Sh yeah, go ahead. You didn't do the Hollywood question of the week? Oh, I didn't. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not do Hollywood question of the week. Good <laughs> it's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. All right. Hollywood question of the week. So Pringle, would you rather get first at Evo at your game of choice, which I'm assuming will probably be Skullgirls for you, or beat the designated quote unquote best player in the world, but you lose the tournament? So whoever the best player, so let's mm. say the Skullgirls community says player A, he's the best. By far, he's the best. Everybody it's recognizes him Fox. as the best in the world. Yeah, Sonic <laughs> Fox, right? Basically, Sonic Fox, yeah. So let's say you beat Sonic Fox, but you lose to second place and you stay and you and you you end up winning third at Evo, or do you avoid beating or avoid receiving the prestige of beating Sonic Fox, but you win Evo. Which would you rather? Beating the best or winning the tournament? Mm, I'd have to beat the best, man. It, beat the best? It, a, a tournament is... Because, like, well, I would say in the case of, like, Skullgirls, if it ever did have an Evo, most of those people that are up there probably have beaten Sonic Fox, but he beats them consistently. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the people up there do have the ability to beat him, I'd say. And in a way... I don't know. That's a good one, actually. I think I'd rather actually be first now. Let me take that back. I think I'd rather be first. <laughs> I'd rather just body everybody and then be like, I'm just going to go get some uh, some Korean takeout <laughs> or something like that. Get my get my, <laughs> my grub afterwards, man. Challenge him to a money match after. <laughs> yeah, right? Because, uh, like, the best is, like, it's this thing where you could have been the best, but I consider the best as, like, you're, you're never really the best best because someone can always beat you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So to me, it's like you can be the best 
of that day, sure. But there's always somebody that can beat you. At least in the case when you win, when you win the tournament, you're the best for that day. But I don't know. It's it, it it's yeah. It's weird. Maybe I would say, maybe both, man. Let me just get both. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just body that's, everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like screw See, that. That's the problem with this even... question. Is that yeah, you man. want the prestige of winning the tournament, or do you want the prestige of beating the best player? It's like, do you want to beat Michael in the playoffs, or do you just want to win the championship and hopefully somebody else beat Michael? <laughs> I want to, I want to beat Michael multiple times so he knows his place, and then I want to get <laughs> the first at Evil multiple times so everybody knows their place. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you strive for, man. That is what you strive for. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'll be honest. I think I would, you know, no offense to anybody who's won Evo. That's an like, incredible accomplishment. But it's also fleeting. Like, if I yeah, told you who, who won the Killer Instinct Evo in uh, 2013, I don't know that answer. And yes, you can check it. It's in history and it's written down. And that's an incredible achievement. But personally, if I'm playing whatever, the game of choice, like Tekken, and I beat Ni in like a three out of five, Personally, I would take that as such a like a grand victory because that's mm -hmm. it means a lot. But then I get bodied by JDCR and I get third. I'd be like, you know what? I beat me and he just had an incredible <laughs> year. And, you know, whatever. I, it's just like I like I cemented my place among the, the Mount Rushmore or whatever. Like, I I don't know. It's it's cool to be that's the Buster Douglas yeah, for man. a second. You know, <laughs> That's what I would see it as, though, because realistically, if, if we were out of this context of the question, realistically, if I made it far, I'd be content with that because that just means I can make it further or constantly just get better and better. If I didn't beat Sonic Fox, but I beat somebody else, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll take that. We'll keep on going, man, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what, realistically speaking, that's the real winning mindset, That the mindset of wanting to push past further than that and giving everything your all and then accepting what happened and then using that as a tool to keep going further. Fighting games are very volatile, man. You could like, that's one thing that like makes me kind of salty sometimes. It's like, I think the hardest thing of all that stuff is like probably being the consistently guy, you know, mm -hmm. the consistent dude, like being the best is hard because everybody wants to clap your ass, man. <laughs> and then everybody <laughs> is basically gunning for you. So not only do you have to be the best, but you have to stay at the top. Yeah, that is, you know what? I didn't think about that. When you're ranked number one, you mm -hmm. know that you're going to get the other person's 100% effort every time, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah, you're man. the guy to beat. So yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be tough. And then once you're able to sustain that success by beating these contenders over and over and yeah, over again. Mayweather out here looking like yeah. young Mayweather. <laughs> just just yeah. not letting people beat themselves, man. <laughs> Mayweather kind of cheated though because he would wait for people that he would... either right before their prime or yeah, right yeah, after. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he, that and he would like not fight in a lot of fights. And then even though everything would be set up, they'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, my coach don't want me fighting. I'm like, man, get the hell out of here with that. How do you keep doing this? He he, they, he would duck some fights, it looked like, but he was yeah, good. He would. He, no, he, he would play this. He would game the system, but. Yeah, he gained the system for real. He, yeah, he still got that goose egg. Yeah, man, seriously. Golden and all. Yep. <laughs> all right. Now we can go to the fighting game news. Good catch there on question of the week. All right, so fighting game news. This just happened an hour ago. I had the stream up, but I had it muted. And Guilty Gear, Strive. So last week we talked about the fact that they're going to do that live stream. Who would have known if I would have looked at the dates that that live stream <laughs> would have been on the same day we're recording the podcast. So I don't have a lot of information here. This is what we'll do. Uh, because I don't know a lot, I'm just reacting to this almost in real time. Uh, next week, I'm going to put up or rather read the articles that are probably going to come out 
probably tomorrow, whatever. And we'll talk about Guilty Gear Strive and everything that happened on today's live stream next week. But this is just a, an almost like an informal reaction to what we saw. The, they had some issues there with the live stream with translation to English. Sure, of and course. Yeah, it was it was kind of hard to, to keep track of. So all I got from this live stream was we got an update for a character. So Giovanna, she's a new character along with the other guy who uh, his name escapes me, but he wears that white mask and he's kind of like a vampire. They teased Anji Mito. So Anji's in the game. That's pretty sick. They also said that there's going to be 15 characters announced for the game at launch with one more character that's unknown to be revealed. So they had like two slots there, but since we know one of them is going to be Anji, there's one more that we don't really know who is going to be. And then on the stream, they said that they wanted more characters at launch, but unfortunately due to COVID and all those circumstances, that's what they're doing. Now, I don't know how truthful that is, but mm. 15 characters in this day and age, I think it's plenty. You saw Grand Blue Fantasy come out with a similar number. Uh, BB Tag, I think, came out with a little bit more, but that's a tag game, so it's a little different. In the age of this new fighting era, Mugen. 20. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the Mugen style. Yeah, like 2018, all the way now, almost 2021, we've gone to this whole model of, hey, 15 to 16 characters at launch, that's acceptable. So we'll see who the last character is. But what I know you watched, you just recently watched the Giovanna trailer. What'd you think of that character? Oh, man, she looks pretty cool, man. You know, uh, that's it, really. Hey, I like the music, though. The music was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was good. The I, I, Which I'm glad they actually showed some, like, you know, some, because I feel like, haven't they been like the last trailers? It's just been the same track or something. Maybe I'm just like, maybe it all feels the same, but I do like that this uh, was a good track for it. I like the idea of that fact that she's just nothing but, um, she just kicks, it seems like, number feet, you know? <laughs> Yeah, another feet. feet. The initial reaction in the Discord was that, oh, she's in, Jam must be out because we have oh, a lot of Jam is fans. That what it is? Yeah, we have a lot of Jam fans in the Discord. And she plays a little similar. Obviously, the fighting styles are different, but the arsenal is a little similar. So people were just like, oh, well, they probably won't put a another character like that in the game they went with the the new character over the legacy character again i'm sure there's going to be season passes and perhaps even voting we don't know but with this character in jam might be out now they debated me hella hard because they had the silhouette <laughs> and before she actually when they had she had her reveal and the silhouette showed a woman with like shorter hair and i was like oh my god oh that's you know. true it can, it can catch you like that you're right because she still she has like the a similar hairstyle to Eno, yeah. Yeah, so I was, I got excited for a second. I was like, oh, but then I saw her gameplay, and I was like, actually, she's kind of sick. So that's the, the, you know, it's a good yeah. not replacement because if Eno's in the game, she's like the one and only that would play. But like, she's interesting. Giovanna's interesting. I, I would when the game comes out, I more than likely than to try her out because she looks rushed down. I like her play style. Again, there's a lot more to figure out. And again, I'll write this all out when I have more details, more information next week, and we can talk about it. But I figured the one question to come out of it, because we don't have all the details as far as what, what exact UI changes they made. They made some, and what components they shifted with. There's a lot, a lot of question marks. But we have 14 out of 15 characters that we know of. One more question mark. Who do you think is going to seal this roster at 15. Mm, well, I tell you one thing. I hope it's not Elfin. <laughs> <laughs> She's she going to trash can where she belongs. Yeah. Uh, um, but I, I do hope that they actually do put Eno. That should be the last character, to be honest. I feel like she's pretty, you know, she's pretty guilty gear at the long scheme of things. Yeah. So I'm I'm obviously an Eno shill because that's the yeah. only, <laughs> only person I play. 
but I'm a l- I, I would be a little surprised if Johnny is not in the game at long. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, Johnny's a, a good um, one that I feel like he should be in. Is Dizzy in? Is that like, is she in? I don't think so. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so weird. I'll, I'll compile the list next week for all the characters that have been confirmed. But the, yeah, there are a few head scratchers there. The fact that we got no Johnny and then uh, not having Slayer. There's so there's certain characters yeah, of Guilty yeah, Gear that are so synonymous with the series that not having them there at launch is just a little weird to me. So I don't know. what. We'll, obviously, we'll, we'll see. But the last character, in my opinion, I think it should be Johnny because, I mean, Johnny to me is like that's Guilty Gear. Yeah, you're right there. We'll see. He might be DLC. But yeah, I agree with you. Just don't. I think Elfelt will be in the game, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm wishing that she won't. <laughs> she will be eventually, but just push that back to like season four. <laughs> Dude, I'm saying right right at the end of the game's yeah. life, have your Elfie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right. well, the game's dying. Yeah. <laughs> but the other part is, I was, you know how they did all those voting? Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if the top character from the community voting will be the 15th character. And from what I saw across all those regions... Is that Bridget? Is Bridget going to be the final character? Ah, I wouldn't be surprised, man. A lot of people have been wanting her for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so here's my other thing too, man. I kind of wish that all the characters from Action Core or most of them would be on the new game. Like, okay, so this may be weird, right? But like, it's a new game. I have this thought where it's, I don't know where this thought comes from, but maybe it's a Smash thought. I don't know. Maybe it's the dirty Smash player that's vaulted in the back <laughs> of my mind. They brought every per, every character from the previous games to the new one. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like everyone's here, right? I wish that, and I know that in a fighting game, in the context of a real fighting game, real fighting game, <laughs> I'll say that it would help to have all the characters come back for a new, brand new game. But I, at the same time, I understand balancing, designing, monetary issues, you know, that's a big problem. It's but also I have ground this, up, so it's, yeah, it's really yeah. hard, right? Yeah, exactly. So that makes more sense. But I still have this thing where I feel like all the characters should just be coming back. Like with every iteration of a game. I understand it's not feasible, not realistic, but it's like kind of like Street Fighter V where they're now putting like they brought back E Honda. You know, all these dudes that were like in the back where it's like, come on, man, bring them into the new game. It's it's kind of like when you play a sequel to something, you kind of want all the old characters to come back with it. But I understand that's not too realistic in the grand scheme of things. But I feel like it would fit more. And I think in Guilty Gear Strive, it would probably help them a lot more as their selling point. Because especially now with how they keep doing their selling point being character trailers, character. That's like how they're selling it, man. Like watching the uh, the live feed, I think I saw like a character trailer. They did like a music video and they're just talking. And honestly, man, like for video game players, we don't want to see people talk, man. That's not that exciting, man, for like a three, four, five, two-hour stream, that's not very exciting. Mm. Interesting, yes, but that's not the casual market, for one. The casual market don't give a damn about all this crap. They want to see those characters, and that's it. So it would make sense for that. So I don't know, man. I know, like, it wouldn't be possible, but there's this part of me, maybe Mortal Kombat does it, where they bring a lot of their older characters. Like, now they're just bringing it. We could talk more about that later, too. Mm. That's funny, but... I have this thing where it's like, I just wish that, like, Guilty Gear doesn't have much characters, but there's a part of me where it's like, I wish Robo Kai was in Strive. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't even care about Robo Kai, but bring his ass in the new game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know. Order Soul. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, man. That that'd be great if they did that, actually, man. And I hope now that I think about it, I hope that they let you. It would be cool, but I don't think that'll be the case. But they let you have the the characters have like the old cost costumes of their old uh, games. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially since May and like Faust and like Soul Kai. You know, let them have their old school. You know costumes which would be good i don't know if they will be able to do that right because i don't think they will they don't do costumes they do colors right so yeah, it's the same yeah costume yeah. but different color cost too much money to make costumes yeah you know what i'm saying hey and right quick man i know this is a bit off topic but are they still using that same ui man because <laughs> okay so i will say this it's still very similar but oh overall they have seen to have made some improvements uh what i saw there is the risk you oh can, yeah you, i mean you can see it it's still really small but you can see it. And I don't know if it was the way they had the stream set up, but it seemed the life bars were a little lower. Again, yeah. I it, it was kind of hard to, with that stream and no real translation. So I didn't really know what was going on. Plus, I was still kind of messing around with the show notes. So my concentration wasn't completely for the stream. I just wanted to see if there was a, any sort of announcement or if there's going to be a beta for the rollback or whatever. I wasn't really paying attention. But uh, next week, I'll get all that information and we'll talk about all this again. So I so I, I will say, I will say right quick, I swear to God, if they do not make that UI better, I'm going to be <laughs> doodling on it every time I play that game, man. No. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, dude. So going back to the characters, the characters are a big, I, I think a really, really big part into mm -hmm. a game like Guilty Gear as opposed to like a game like BB Tag or something like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So individualized, yeah. Yeah, man. They're, they're Each character, it's like, what is it that they say about Guilty Gear? Guilty Gear, you could spend such a long period of time just learning one character mm -hmm. that it's like, say, for instance, in Skullgirls, I can play like, I don't know, like six, seven characters, man. Easy, right? But in Guilty Gear, dude, I can only play like one, man. And I spent like one third of the time. So like maybe like 400, 500 hours. And I can still be like, I only really know how to play May. Like, yeah, and, exactly. and I'm still learning her. So that's the beautiful part about that game. I really, yeah, really that's, what, that that's what I like about uh, Guilty Gear that you as a player grow with you as your character. And that, that except for Leo, I don't know about him. I think he just kind of <laughs> learned him. He's probably like five minutes and that's it. But. Yeah. <laughs> Unga bunga, baby. <laughs> Unga bunga, baby. About to smash you with my club. Yeah. Back turn. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, dude, that moves oh, so man. cheap. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, obviously, we'll we'll talk about Guilty Gear Strive and the announcement. And maybe we'll have more information by next week. But I'll, I'll try to get everybody ca or caught up if they have not already read all those articles that are going to be coming out soon. And try to get that information for everybody. But... For now, this is just more of like an initial impression. Now, before we move on to the next item, Pringle, you just said something. Actually, you said two things, right? We were kind of clowning a little bit about Smash, and then we're, you were talking about the UI and Guilty Gear. Yeah, yeah. It's a theme that I really think that this show separates from the rest. And I just wanted to kind of bring that out to light. So you and I say what we feel about fighting mm -hmm. games. And we pick sides, right? If I don't like something, I'm going to tell whoever listens to this podcast, I'm going to tell. And you have done the same, right? Made, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> you, you've made it very clear what you enjoy and what you do not enjoy. And I like that about this show. And we've gotten feedback about how we're just shitting on things. And <laughs> I, I don't think that's the case, to be honest, really. like, So we all know that in the FGC, there's very few people that do this kind of thing. And are picking sides. And I'm not throwing shade at anybody. But if you look at who's covering this sort of content, they're always down the middle. They don't want to offend anybody. And 
usually by not offending anybody and by not really truly speaking your mind, which sometimes requires you to, to pick a side, you're not giving any sort of real constructive criticism to the topic at hand, right? You're not really truly trying to advance the conversation. And I understand, like, I mean, like you know, you and I are somewhat adamant about certain things and it sounds sometimes a little aggressive, right? Team rollback, team rollback, yeah, yeah. rollback all day. <laughs> rollback. PC, you know, we make we make it known how we feel about games like Dragon Ball or BB Tag or Smash or whatever. But like, to me, I'm I'm really saying this honestly. I never mean any of that shit that I say. It doesn't come from a place of hatred. It comes from actually a place of love. Like I yeah, want man. fighting games to be great. So that's why I hold them accountable. I hold their feet to the fire because why would I say something that is I believe not to be great? Why would I say that it's great or that it's good or that it's okay? When I know that if I say those things, it doesn't incentivize anybody to listen and then to make changes that I really, truly want. And I see that so often with this fighting game community. And like, you have to say what's on your mind, because what's the point of talking about these things if you're not willing to be authentic with your feelings? And I see people take that as just like, oh, you just like tearing these games or, or shitting on things. Like, <laughs> That's not the case at all. Like, just because I'm a little adamant about my feelings. It doesn't mean, first of all, I usually try to go off facts. And then, you know, I do get a little subjective on my part because obviously, or rather We're biased on my part. Yeah, <laughs> because I feel a certain way. But I, I just think that's the way to do it. And I see a lot of people saying that, you know, we're just being whatever. And I just don't find that to be the case. So I just wanted to put that out there. Like, oh, yeah, man, I uh, I agree, man. So like, OK, so that's one of the things that it's always like, I'll be like, oh, man, that's true. ass, dude. Just because it's ass, right? Just because I say it's ass. There is some redeeming qualities to anything. A lot of things have some good and bad, but I got to be real. We, we got to be real with you guys, man. Mm -hmm. Like like a lot of the times I've seen a lot of other shows and people talk. They're not that honest, man. Sometimes they'll be like, it's not as good. This is how they'll shape their sentences. It's not as good as what it could be but I definitely see the potential. I'm like, no, man, there's no potential. Let that crap go. It's trash and you know it and you don't want to say it because you got these sponsors or something like that kind of holding you back. Dude, a game, let's take it for example, BB Tag. When it first released, I was the hypest guy. I had so much love and care. And I was like, dude, I can't wait to get this game. I'm going to play it till my fingers bleed. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, as things started to slowly expose itself from the game, it started showing, oh, less buttons, less character abilities, less this, less that. They just kept cutting down more and more. And then you see how it came out on, on launch, came out with a little sticker that says, Evo ready. <laughs> Characters had extra dlc remember guys when we bought a game before you know what was dlc we call that unlocking characters and you played the game more to unlock said characters so you fast forward and you see this type of practice when you see this practice being made oh this the base game is 40 but the dlc is like 20 or something weird like that that means that that's setting precedence towards what we as the consumers will probably purchase because that's what we do, man. Man, I'll be honest with you, man. A lot of video game guys, we're not that smart when it comes to consuming, man. So we just buy whatever is new and whatever we want. And, and you know, hey, it happens. It's understandable. We're people. You know, we mm -hmm. want to buy things when it's out. But it shows you that this is what happens. Like, I got so hyped up for a game that it would I would have let that cloud my judgment. Same thing with uh, Street Fighter V, man. That game, people tried to be very, very, like, 
soft and it felt I, I felt weird at first because i'm like am i the only one that thinks this game just sucks man like it doesn't have like anything the last iteration had think about it man they they have past experience mm. so what happened to the packaging it got like cut halfway through the delivery and right. you're fine with that and being we got to be real with a lot of this stuff man because like if we're not real as consumers you guys should be we got to be smart about this stuff you know what i'm saying like we want to be smart about this you look at guilty gear rev too. look at the ui and then look at the new ui or something like that it's it's not that good it's like they didn't take as much time and you could feel it you could feel it but what happens is a lot of people will be like man why you gotta be like that man are you being too real with you're being too mean and too direct it's like man what why should you after you spent like 60 bucks already mm. why should you try to be like what is it what's the word beating around the bush there we go that's the phrase yeah. why should you beat around the bush when they took your money man they don't care like they got they got to get paid just like everybody else man not everybody is trying to deliver you a 100% quality product that's not what they're trying to do they're just trying to push a product and sell it man yeah absolutely man i like and as consumers and consumers right like if i give you 60 dollars and then you give me a banana and I eat the banana <laughs> and it's trash. It ain't even right, man. That's, well, it's green. Also, like, I, yeah, you get, yeah, I just gave you 60 bucks and you gave me a green banana. And when I try to eat it and it's hard as a rock, and then I shouldn't be concerned about your feelings if I want to tell you that the banana sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I like, shouldn't have to be like, hey, man, that <laughs> banana you just sold me, it's not great. I'm sorry. I'm like, not trying to step on any such ass? <laughs> No, Dude. I'm going to be pissed. And like yeah. the, the reason why I'm pissed is not because I think you're a bad banana merchant. It's because I am not happy with my purchase and I'm not happy with the the thing that I got for my purchase. And it comes from a place of love. I love eating good bananas and you just gave mm -hmm. me a crappy one. So I like <laughs> give me a good one. It's <laughs> a perfect example, man. I mean, I, I like Tekken. I really like Tekken 7. I love that game. But look at what they did, man. They, I'm, well, not even, I'll go back to Street Fighter V, man. I mean, I could have said I love that game. And look at what they did to the people that even played the game. They sold stages that were $10, $20, man. That's like, that's robbery, man. That's like a quarter of your game. And the game doesn't even have a lot to begin with. So it's like, you, we got to be real, be honest. Because like, if you look at previous things, they would give you the whole, it would be like the whole game. Sometimes, yeah, later down the line, they start doing the whole, ultimate or uh the new iteration and they sold it like that yeah. like that like that but it's still one of those things where it's like come on man like you like i understand sometimes getting used to something that isn't that good but as a like okay so here a lot of the features that's in a lot of the new fighting games is already existent in a lot of older ones in fact mm -hmm. it's existent in cheap ass dirt ones like five dollar games Skullgirls has training room it has frame data which is free to you it has hit boxes, hurt boxes. A lot of other games have these things already in them. And yet they're not a AAA company. They only cost like $10, $5. Mm -hmm. They're made from a smaller group of people. So they don't have all these luxuries that a lot of the bigger companies do. So then it's like, why do they, they don't get no pass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why do we give these guys that cost $60, $40, $50, why do we give them a pass? And now look at the games like they're dirt. Like, what is it? BB tag you get for like five dollars now, man. So, like, yeah, well, you know uh, what I'm saying? It's always on sale, but yeah, like, yeah, 
we're not being negative just to be negative. Like, I mean, everybody is just like, not everybody, but we've gotten some feedback. And also, like, shout-outs to Jam. He actually, in the Discord, he made me realize that. He was saying that, like, he he thought that I didn't like Guilty Gear Strive. Like, he thought I hated it. <laughs> and, like, that's, no, that's not the case. I just wanted more. And, I mean, it might come out a little bit in my tone. Like, and you can tell, like, what games I truly enjoy and what games I don't really care for just by the tone of my voice like you know if when i talk about tech and our persona i am much more excited mm-hmm. versus compared when i talk about street fighter or grand blue fantasy or bb tag like it just is what it is but it doesn't mean that i want the games that i'm not excited about to fail i just want them to do better and if when they don't do better i am a little disappointed and i express that and you do as well we add some comedy in there by you know just kind of <laughs> shitting on it a little bit but like that's that's more like a comedic effect than like uh what was it last week i was really i was joking when i was calling out the, the blaze blue players for having ports <laughs> on pc and a couple people took that seriously they're like hey man that's not i was like dude i was completely joking i was like dirty blaze blue players. <laughs> <laughs> that was all in jest but like certain people will take that seriously i was like no that's not what i mean it's just but i, listen, I understand there's it's difficult maybe sometimes to perceive what we're saying because they're just mm-hmm. listening to our voice so they can't really see us or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, I want, I'm sure you as well, we just want fighting games to be better, to do better, and to set a precedent for the future so we don't have to keep going on with this carousel of, you know, you give us an incomplete product, we complain, mm-hmm. you complete the product, and then it's over, rinse and repeat. Uh, exactly, man. That's the formula that we're adhering to right now. Like, I I want, no, I'd be honest with you. Sometimes I do want some things to fail. <laughs> okay. Then they learn, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd be yeah, real yeah. with you. I really do. But at the same time, it's like falling down. You got to pick your ass back up mm-hmm. so you know how it feels, right? In the case of fighting games, I love fighting games, dude. I played so many different ones. I know a lot of stuff about a lot of different ones. And it's like, I don't want Guilty Gear Strive. Like, for example, I don't, I'm just using it in general. I don't want Guilty Gear Strive to be bad. I want that game to really be good. Of course. What they've showed me, Rev 2 sounds a lot better right now, man. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> Rev 2, at least they care enough for the UI. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's pretty important. Like, small things like that. Because it's like the packaging, man. If you don't care so much as to the, what the, the game, what the packaging looks like in total, like complete packaging, then what does that show about the other things you might not care about? Yeah, that's... I don't know. I, I don't want to say really say this because I don't know if this is truly a fact, but it's just the way it's trending, I think, within this new age of fighting games. I sound like such a boomer, I know, but like... Within, <laughs> this new age, dude. Yeah, within this new age of fighting game, it seems like we're allowing it to happen mm-hmm. and the voices of people like you and I are just kind of being, not silenced, but they're just not really being mm-hmm. paid attention to. And I just don't think that's right. Like... Don't take advantage. That's my biggest problem. Like, as a consumer, as a fighting game player, as a fighting game fan, as somebody that really enjoys the FGC, don't take advantage of the fact that, like, I'm already a part, so you don't have to cater to me. Like, that's that is not going to work at all. So, that's why that's true, man. When we talk about these things, we're a little harsh, but it comes from places like I'm holding your feet to the fire because. I want you to do well. It's not because I want you mm-hmm. to burn. It's because you got to find a way to get out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If if everything you did was good, we wouldn't really have a reason to talk about the bad things. But yeah. like you mentioned, man, one of the things is that cycle. We got to complain about something to get fixed. Then we complain. We had to complain about rollback getting into Guilty Gear Strive. In mm-hmm. reality, I just want really good netcode. It, yep. it, it could be amazing delay base, but 
people said that the beta, the netcode wasn't that great. So it's like stuff like that, where it's like, we have to whine and complain just to get something to be done. Yeah, and that that's translated a little bit differently compared to who you mm -hmm. talk to. And that's, we're going to talk about that. I believe it's on the secondary topic of this week. So we got out that out of the way. Second news item of this week is Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, which is, again, you know, another game that, like, I personally don't really care for, but I still cover it because why? It's a fighting game, and I appreciate it being there. So... Mm -hmm. Anytime I see MK11 stuff, and some honestly, stuff even in you know, the Discord, people will be like, "Why are you covering MK? That game sucks." Like, <laughs> it's like you might think single that. player content though. <laughs> yeah, you might think that, but it's still a part of the FGC family as a whole. At least I believe so. So that's why I give it the, the at least the respect that it deserves by putting it in our show. So Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate is coming soon tm website gaming age reports that warner brothers games and netherrealm studios has revealed its latest mortal kombat 11 expansion and mortal kombat 11 ultimate the game will officially release on november 17th 2020 with pre-order starting on october 15th 2020 the game will be available for ps4 ps5 xbox one xbox series x and s nintendo switch <laughs> nintendo switch stadia and pc basically for everything Oh, dude. Uh, the market price is going to be $59.99, so 60 bucks. They also confirmed that owners of the current generation versions will receive the next-gen version upgrades for free. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that is really nice. Ultimate will include Combat Pack 1 and Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath expansion, and the new Combat Pack 2, which adds Melina, Rain, and guest character Rambo to the huge roster. Current Mortal Kombat 11 owners will be able to upgrade their experience by picking up Combat Pack 2 for $14.99. And in other news, Ed Boon recently retweeted that Mortal Kombat 11 had officially sold 8 million copies worldwide. Mm. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 11 obviously is doing very well. We just had Tekken sell 6 million copies, and it's already at 8. So yeah, MK fans, they support that game. They just love the IP. Yeah, man, that's okay. So that's one thing I don't like. I don't like Mortal Kombat that much. It doesn't look, it's gross looking to me, right? That's one of the biggest things with me with mm. that game. It's just so nasty looking. Violent, I'll say man. this much, man. The NRS community really sticks and appreciates and really keeps up with their game because mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but Mortal Kombat is thriving, man. They got good net code. They got plenty of characters. They got, what was that, RoboCop? They got Arnold Schwarzenegger. They got Sylvester Stone. They got all this type of stuff, basically. And they're doing it right, man. They they really yeah. are. They're, I, yeah, I, man, like, they're doing it right, dude. You and I might not play this game. Like, I have no interest whatsoever in playing Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. But I got to tip the hat to Netherrealm. Hell like, yeah. They're doing, first of all, just look at their guest characters. I think they do such a good job of implementing guest characters to have, first of all, you got the Terminator in there. You yeah. Got, you got John Rambo. I mean, that's godlike in my opinion. Hell yeah. I mean, and then also people were just clamoring. Melina this, Melina that. They finally put her in the game. Rain is a sick character. And I have a bit of an issue with the fact that, you know, Aftermath just recently came out and now they're doing the expansion uh, true, huh? with Ultimate. I don't really like that. I mean, just, you're making these people spend a lot of money. But to be honest, they're also giving them a lot of content. And the fact that they're allowing them to upgrade for free, I think they're doing it right. Like, yeah, it's a little pricey. But like you said, NRS community or Mortal Kombat people really support it. They love it. I don't see why because it's not really for me or you. <laughs> <laughs> but but like i respect like if listen if you love mortal Kombat, go do your thing like i, I appreciate yeah, that that's that's awesome because you found the game that you love you shouldn't give a shit what i say or what you say to not play the game like i don't i think it's a little gory as well i don't really like the way it plays 
but obviously I'm in the minority because 8 million people bought it and I'm not uh, one of them. So <laughs> we're the freaks over here. It's yeah. like, it's not good looking to you. <laughs> yeah. You got Mac and Pringle. You guys are stupid. We're missing out or something. That's probably what it is, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're really doing good, man. They're Mortal Kombat is doing good, man. I, I just wish that like one of the things, my only pet peeve with NRS games is that they, they just kind of like shovel their games. I mean, look at Mortal Kombat 11, bro. We, we had yeah. Tekken 7. We had Street Fighter 5. 11 of them. I don't even know what the other 10 look like anymore, <laughs> man. I know what one, two, and the last one look like, and that's like it. Right. Well, they've recently been on a two-year cycle, right, with Injustice and Mortal Kombat. I think they'll probably throw in another franchise in there. On my speculation, obviously this is not even a rumor. It, this is just my opinion. I think Star Wars... And Warner Brothers could probably oh do God. something. <laughs> so I think they're capable of doing that because they have a lot of money. They mm-hmm. have a good team. So the two-year cycle works for them. It doesn't work for other games because I just don't think they're in a position. They, I mean, when you got WB money, you're just like, yeah, we can, oh, do, man, we, yeah, we can turn around. We can turn around <laughs> two years. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, yeah, that they really do have that kind of money. Because like... Yeah. And and, it, and it's weird because the NRS community just pretty much jumps to whatever the new game is. Like, they mm. don't even care, man. They're like, oh, new Injustice. Oh, new Mortal Kombat. Time to drop it. I'm like, I, a part of me is like, damn, what happened? Like, y'all not interested anymore in the meta? Hell no, nah, man. Two years is done. That's too long. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and if that model works for them, I mean, why not? Just keep doing it. Like, yeah, you're, man. You're obviously, selling, you're obviously selling copies. So why not? Like, I'm not hating. I've always stood by the fact that I, I consider, obviously, I consider... Mortal Kombat to be FGC, but you can look at the statistics. While there is some translation to other fighting games, Mortal Kombat fans love Mortal Kombat. Like, not too many of them, in the grand scheme of things, will play any other fighting game. Or I mean, they might try them, but they won't stick around and really join the community wholeheartedly. But it's still very much a part of the FGC. It's just it's it's its own thing. It's technically like a part of the FGC circle, but it's also has a large portion of that circle that's outside of it. <laughs> so it's weird. It's in yeah. a weird position. It really is weird because when I think about it, I don't have much discussions when it comes to the NRS games in general, man. Like I don't, and I talk about like all fighting games, but I don't hear much people even talk about all the other like Mortal Kombat and NRS. And it's funny because like the numbers, hey, the numbers, yeah. million copies. I will say that one thing that's really good about Mortal Kombat is they've always done their single player content really well. And I think that's what helps them sell to like just casual folk mm-hmm. and all the casual folk go in there and then they get really into the game and it helps. Yeah. They do a good job with story. They still have their, I forget what they call it. Like not ladder mode, but the tower mode. That's pretty cool. Actually. I like that. Yeah. And then they have like the other things where you unlock things in the crypt and stuff. So that, yeah, they mm-hmm. do a really good job of, of just catering to their audience. And as a developer and as a publisher, that's really all you want. Just cater to your audience. And if other people on the outskirts, if they join in, cool. And if they don't, whatever you still have your people and that's what Mortal Kombat is doing they obviously got 8 million people I think they're really happy with the, <laughs> with that result so yeah I mean good on them good on Ed Boon mm-hmm. I, always, I always liked Ed Boon so good luck to Mortal Kombat you will see more of MK11 when it comes out on November 17th and I think is that I damn I forgot I don't know if that's after or before PlayStation and Xbox come out I forgot the dates for those but I think it's somewhere around that ballpark of the date mm. so I, I keep forgetting that those new consoles are even dropping, man. I'll be <laughs> honest think, with you, yeah. dude. Yeah, man. I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm ready for a PS5. I'm, <laughs> I'm as like, a PC I player, ready. I don't even yeah. think, yeah, I don't even think about it really. 
Now, actually, before we get to the final news topic, which actually you brought to my attention, I didn't write it on here, but I figured you would, I don't know if you want to talk about this. I I didn't write it on here because I, I don't know. I just normally don't talk about Smash, but yeah, Minecraft Steve came out. For Smash. Uh <laughs> I don't, do we want to talk about, I, I'm, I don't mind talking about it. I just don't know how much I'll be able to. So I, I know I can tie it in. Don't worry. I got you. Okay, okay. I can tie it in. So I think, remember how I said, what I liked about Smash is that they brought every character in, all the legacy characters, all the other characters. So I think that it is pretty cool and it's pretty disheartening as probably for the legacy players that they added a character from, for, for those that don't know, they brought they brought in like a, a character called Steve and he's from Minecraft. And who hasn't played Minecraft? God knows if you haven't played it, you've probably seen someone play, right? I think that it's interesting that as Smash, it's doing something that I would even say Mortal Kombat is doing in that sense, where they're taking something, or actually Tekken 7 did it too with Negan. They're taking something completely, completely out of out of the ether, mm -hmm. and they're inputting it into their game. And from what I've seen too with Steve, is that they're being very true to the source material. So the dude has like all the stuff you would think a Minecraft character would have in said game. It's really weird, but I think it's really cool that they're willing to keep doing that stuff. Because like, honestly, man, there's plenty of like, that game has like 70 plus characters, man. Really? Like, it really is 70. Yeah, that's over 70. Did you know that, Mac? No, I did not. That's crazy. Dude, I sat there. I sat there one time. And I counted it. And I was like, damn, <laughs> this is a lot of characters, dude. And they're just adding more and more. It's about it looking like a Mugen game at this point, dude. <laughs> You're going to add Goku sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. And so I can say that I appreciate what sucks, which kind of sucks, though. But I appreciate that they added a character like Steve or Minecraft guy in there. And he's so different from, like, the roster. And it shows that they're willing to at least try something different and they're not boxing themselves in to what the game is kind of of. Because I heard also they had to like make the levels kind of like from the ground up for this dude. Mm -hmm. Just for one character. Yeah. He's really well done as far as like source material is, is concerned. Yeah. Because he's very, the stages are Minecraft. I mean, he he uses a pickaxe for a, for some of his moves, and they they usually do a really good job of sticking to the source material and making the character feel authentic to where it comes yeah. from, especially if it's a guest character, not a Nintendo character. Well, even Nintendo characters, right? They still make those very well. I mean, Steve, man, what a get! I mean, Minecraft is so huge, especially within that age demographic that also plays Smash, because oh, a lot man. of young people play Minecraft and a lot of young people play Smash. I mean, what a what a fusion of two properties. To together i think yeah, it's man. probably gonna pay a, a huge dividend for them i would assume i think they're gonna make a, a lot more money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're gonna make a lot more money dude yeah they're that was a really wise decision so yeah i mean good for smash they definitely have i want to say the right idea with some of the new characters and some of the other ones i don't think it's up to the guys create like the creator isn't like he doesn't have like complete control over what gets into the new game. Mm -hmm. But I think that like when they add a new character like that, when you think of it and you take a step back, you could look at it from like the fighting game perspective. It's really cool when they're able or they're willing to add a completely weird and unorthodox kind of like Roshi, man. What people were saying he's weird and like yeah. gimmicky. Hell yeah, man. Let, let me get <laughs> me some gimmicks, man. I want me yeah. some weird, I want weirder characters too, man. Like sometimes that when we like want characters to be a specific thing. Not only are we boxing ourselves to the possibilities of what could be different, but we're also boxing the creators and the designers. They they people too, man. They want to make something new, man. You got to let them make something new. 
So it's cool when like a character like Roshi or like Steve gets added that's like completely different to what you're used to. Yeah, experiment. It's always good. Yeah, man. Definitely. All righty. We're getting, this is the last news item of this week. And you brought this to my attention and it had to do with the PlayStation 5, which we got to see it up and close and personal. So on October 6, 2020, PlayStation released an up-close hardware demonstration of the new Sony gaming console, the PlayStation 5. In the presentation, we saw that the console had two USB ports in the front, one being type A and the other being type C. The back of the console has two additional USB type A ports along with the standard LAN, HDMI, and power ports. The console also has a detachable base which allows the console to be either placed in an upright standing position or lying flat on a horizontal position. It also was has been confirmed that the two side panels of the console are in fact removable. The rest of the presentation had to do with going over the internal components of the console along with future hard drive expansion options and other information which has been made available online since the console's official announcement. However, perhaps the biggest takeaway from this presentation was the size of the console oh as it God. towers over the PlayStation 4 and it has a bit of an awkward shape considering its angled side panels. Now question, do you see the size of this console being an issue first for fighting game tournaments? I mean, this thing is huge. God damn, <laughs> man. Building. You might as well pack a midget in your backpack <laughs> when you take it to your friend's house, man. <laughs> that thing's a Dude, building. What were they thinking? Yeah, I think they were like, they wanted to do the whole, like, I feel like they're just trying to take from PCs because, like, the towers, <laughs> you know what I mean? They look like a damn tower, man. It's, yeah, it's really, really big. Even when you take the side panels off, it's smaller, but the console itself is just, it's sturdy, and it, it packs a lot in, so that's why it has to be so big. I was just like, wow, I mean... Either this guy has really small hands or this thing is it's it's really big. Yeah, man. I don't I don't like the size at all, man. I'm like looking at my I just got a PS1, man, right? I mm -hmm. bought it from uh for like 29 bucks, dude. This thing, it's the the gray one, not the small slim version. So okay. it's like this nice little gray one and I see it and it's like it stands right well on top of the PS2 that I have. And I'm thinking in my head, damn, if that thing landed on my PS1, it would probably explode, man. <laughs> it's really, really big. Even yeah, So dude. even when you change the base and you make it sit horizontally, it's still very wide because of those side panels. They're, they're almost protruding from the center of the console, and it makes it kind of weird. I don't know how that's going to fit because tournaments are also run on very small tables so yeah, that's gonna that's be a true. bit of an issue i find because you also have monitors and you have people that are always bunched up it seems like so those consoles are might be an issue i think that obviously they can work around it but it's just very big but the other thing that i was thinking i was like could this be an issue for just general consumers because most people put their consoles whether if they have like a little entertainment space right you have like a little whatever and you fit your console wherever you can this thing like you're gonna have to make space for this thing <laughs> like, <it's just> <laughs> I, uh, what I do with most of my consoles is that I just kind of put it below the TV. Usually they have like a little stand. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of like the, the uh, like a platform in a way. Like that's what I do with my PS4 and almost every other console. I used to like put them side by side, but yeah, I don't know, man. This one's pretty big. I, I was also thinking that not only the size, but like, so how powerful is it? Like, I know that I guess it's, it's strong, right? But then there's also been the conversation of is it better or is it stronger than the xbox and stuff like that right i so when i looked at the specs don't quote me on this but when i looked at the specs the series so it it trumps the series s by like a lot like it's they're not even close oh, yeah. but 
the Series X is a more powerful console than. Yeah, the that's what I was reading too. Something like that. It was really weird. I don't uh, really understand it too. And much. the Series X is like tiny compared yeah, to. Yeah, man. It's almost like a role reversal, right? Because the PlayStation 4, I believe, was more powerful than the Xbox One, and the Xbox One was bigger than the PS4. Now they've swapped. Now the PS5 is less powerful than the Xbox Series X, and the Xbox Series X is tiny in comparison. It looks like a like little mini fridge, and it's like you can put it in your backpack. This one, you're going to need a duffel bag. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite the tower. So it's going to be interesting how this is going to fit. And I mean, I'm sure people will make it work, right? But once we get back into tournaments, and if this is the console of choice, which I'm going to assume that it is going to be, how is this going to affect playing? Also, the fact it's going to have to be reversed because you only have one USB port on. Oh, yeah, you're right, dude. Yes. That's true. So that's a bummer because the other USB port on the front is USB-C. And most arcade sticks use USB Type A, so this thing's mm -hmm. gonna either have to be flipped, or you're gonna have to have a cord, like an extension or whatever, an adapter. Yeah. Oh, and that just makes it more expensive. And now, now that you think about it, so if you picture it, you have you're looking at your like you're sitting down and you're facing your TV. Mm -hmm. I, tr I want to try to paint the picture, and you flip your PS5, and it has the power cord, the HDMI, the dual's cord. Your core just protruding all in the same. It's just all protruding in this like very, really bad logistically speaking wire yeah. uh, mess. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. I'm, I'm assuming they will have to go the adapter route to give you more USB type A's or maybe they'll flip. I don't know, actually. Who knows? Like if they do flip it for cost effectiveness. Yeah. What do you what do you do with what do you do with all that stuff? Like. Do you cable tie it to the table? <laughs> <laughs> it it makes me really think that they are not now that I because I said it earlier, but I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, yeah, man, it feels like it is a computer because like they did they put less in the front, more in the back. Why would you do that? Like that's so like it's not smart. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. We'll see. I mean, uh, it's, it's gonna be interesting once these things are out in the wild. It's going to be really interesting, especially once we get back to playing tournaments. I can't wait to see how logistically how this all. How they figure it out. <laughs> but I tell you what, Yo. though, as a true FGC member, if it affects my tournament play, oh, I will complain. I will complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you damn right. Well, hey, man, I'm not going to lie, but I, I think I like the Xbox's thing more. It's this little ass black box mm -hmm. that you just put in the Simple. corner and you just, yeah, man, it's nice and it, it's boring as hell, though. But it's like, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, you're ugly, but compared to this person, you don't look so bad. So like now it's like this little born ass black box. And then you got this giant goddamn tower over here. Just towering. It's so big that it's like it like shadows us when we play. Yeah. It gives us a shadow, goddamn. You use it for a cover. <laughs> yeah, man. Jesus, it's so big, man. I I saw like I saw the um the picture where it's like in comparing to like a TV and I was like whoa that thing is long that thing is tall man mm -hmm. yeah it really is and like like you said like I, I personally I obviously if I still played on console which I don't but if I did I wouldn't care what my box looked like like I don't know about you but uh, I've never impressed a girl with the design of my gaming console like that's never been a thing hey yo baby <laughs> have you seen my xbox series x yeah you're not gonna it's true man i don't really I, I agree too man i don't really care what my console looks i just want it to look kind of decent like you know it don't gotta look ugly but at the, at the end of the day it can i don't really care as long as it plays my games exactly, well yeah. 
We'll see. Yeah, this thing, the the size of it certainly is impressive. <laughs> I just had to stop because I'm looking at it mm-hmm. right now. I'm looking at my GameCube. Maybe they got Xbox was like, why don't we take the GameCube's design? I think the GameCube is an ugly ass looking thing, mm-hmm. right? But it's compact. It's small. It's a little box. It works. Yep. It does the job. <laughs> yeah, man. Again, when I used to live in Florida, all these people had these like sports cars or whatever. And then when they go grocery shopping, they got nowhere where to put the groceries. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for real. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. It's so true, dude. I always thought that somebody that had a two-door car didn't care about nobody else but himself. So <laughs> Yeah. It's like where do you put the gro- that's like the first thing that I think of is like when I see it like a one of those sports cars and at a Walmart is like you can only fit two bags in there. Like, what are you getting? <laughs> it's about eating that dirty green banana. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. That is all we have for the fighting game news of the week. I'll, I'll be honest. Not a great week for news, but oh, well. Now we're going to have, usually we do fighting game topic of the week. Today, we're going to have two subtopics because <laughs> none of these are really worth a complete topic, but we'll make it work. This one is courtesy of the of our idea man in the Discord. Zio, you know him, I know him, good guy. And he actually asked this as a question and I actually thought this was interesting enough where I turned it into a topic. So Zio said this, quote, not exactly a request, more of a little game. For each current gen fighting game you do not play, name one character that, if added, would change your mind. If inapplicable or impossible, name one gameplay change. So basically, what would entice you to play these games that you do not? So I don't play almost anything <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Dude, I don't even I don't even really either. I'm, I play some Skullgirls, but I've been kind of getting tired of that game, so... <laughs> Yeah, as as true FGC boomers, we like don't play anything. We just complain about things, but we we talk more than we play. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, I'm I was currently I'm at a point where like I've played a lot of these games where I don't really have to continue playing them in order to really understand mm-hmm. what's going on. So I feel confident enough that I can speak about these games. But I chose three games that I don't play because if we if we did all of them, it'd be every single fighting game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking <laughs> that too, man. <laughs> so these are my three and. I don't know if you also have a list or whatever, but if you want... I'll just use your three. Okay. (laughs) So we'll do it one by one. So uh, I'll read mine. So the first one is Smash Ultimate. Obviously, I've never played a Smash. I might have played a Smash back in the day, but not knowing that it's like really Smash or competitive or whatever. So this is also technically answering Organization 13's question that he had this week. So I almost compiled these two things together. So Smash Ultimate... I can't say that any character would could be added to this game that would make me want to play it. That wouldn't exist. As far as the gameplay change, I don't think... So mechanically, there's no point in me wanting to change Smash because the whole point of Smash is fighting off of platforms, which that's the whole thing, right? Like, you need that in order mm-hmm. to call it Smash. You need a platform fighter with Smash characters, and that's what makes Smash Smash. Now, why would I change that? Because... If I decide to change Smash into a traditional fighter or an anime fighter or a tag fighter, it would no longer be Smash. It would just be a fighting game. That's like... Yeah, that's true. So I don't really have an answer to this, but I added a bonus. I think Samus Aran is a really interesting character. I think she would translate, mostly because of the fact that she looks like a fighting game character, right? She she fits mm-hmm. the type of a fighting game character. I think putting Samus Aran in a non-Smash title would be interesting. So be it Zero Suit or Regular Suit, I think she Yo, would Zero fit. Would be sick. <laughs> yeah, just put her in, in a fighting game just to see what it is. It could be Street Fighter, it could be whatever. I think 
Yeah, why not? So that was my little bonus answer there for Smash. You know, that just gave me, I'm going to add to your bonus. Why don't they, like, wouldn't it be cool if there was some more Nintendo characters that were able to leap onto normal fighting games? Sure that would have been really cool, man. You know, yeah, right? Y'all think about that. Poop for thought, poop for thought. So I guess you used Smash. Actually, man, I don't think there is any character that could be added into Smash that would make me want to play it either. I mean, they even added the guy from freaking Dragon Quest, man. I'm I'm a fan of that game. And I'm like, I played him. And I was like, I don't really want to play him like that. <laughs> like, so like, I don't think I, uh, so I played a lot of the the previous one, Smash 4. And I liked that one more, but there were still a lot of things that I didn't like about it. But one of the weird things, well, one of the things I really don't like about that game is I don't like how the uh, dashing works in that game and how you're kind of like, it's super, super specific. So like, I don't know what game. Okay, I think Persona has a dash block. You know what dash block oh, is, yeah. Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you know how, like, in some fighting games, there's a step dash and a normal dash where the characters straight up run. Yep. So the idea is that you could block as soon as something hits you, so you can block out of reflex, yeah. right? I play a Katsuki. I have to know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. In Smash, you can't do that. So there's this thing where, like, in the game. If they were to change this, this might make me more interested in it. But it's the only thing I can think of right now as a change. That I, there's a lot of things I would love to change in that game. Though, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole lot of crap I go with. But that there's one thing that I hate. That, that's the one thing. In that game, when you dash, you are subject to the dash animations. Mm. So you only thing you can really do is like attack or like jump out of the animation. But you cannot dash block or dash shield or whatever the hell you want to call it out of the animation. It's so specific, I know. But I really, really hate that. Like, it pissed me off so much when I thought I would block something out of reaction and I get my ass clapped. <laughs> that will always piss me off. Like, right. <laughs> always piss me off. And and, I, and one thing, objectively speaking, is that game has really bad lag. That, the game, the lag in that game is horrible, man. I think it's like, it's above, well above six frames. Jeez. And yeah, it's really, it's a really laggy game. And on top of the net play not being very good, that's one of the big issues. But Overall, it's, it looks faster. What's funny is is that it looks faster than the previous iteration, Smash 4, but it doesn't actually play faster. Smash 4 had less lag, and Melee has a lot less lag. That game has less lag, but the buffering system is horrible. I don't really like the buffering system. But in Ultimate, the game is so much more laggier, so I really hmm. don't like that. Like, yeah. Interesting. Very specific things, but that's only because I played those games. Right, yeah. And I'll be honest, I played the game when I first played Smash Ultimate, right when it released... I had a buddy. He got it on the low somehow. We played it in the scene. I played it after 30 minutes. I didn't really like it. There's actually footage of me like competing in my locals. And even if I beat it and I get far in the game, I don't really like it because it just doesn't feel right. It feels very laggy as a game. Hmm. And I hate that. Like It's super, super laggy. Wow. I did, yeah, I didn't know. So this you're talking about yeah, input lag then? Yeah, yeah. Input lag. The, the delay, the input lag is like six frames or something. Sheesh. It's really high. It's really bad. Yeah, it's really, yeah, yeah. It's super bad. And it's really high and it, it doesn't help because what's weird in that game is everybody, another technical, more specific crap I get into. Everybody has like this three frame jump thing thing, right? Like they everyone's jump comes out in three frames. This is another thing I hate. Last thing, though, last thing. <laughs> this is one thing I hate. This is one thing I hate. Because I could go all day about the stuff I hate in that game. <laughs> right. I, I swear to you, dude. I swear to you. The, the game, everybody jumps at three frames in ultimate, right? Mm-hmm. It, everybody has a fast jump. Even heavy ass dudes got fast jumps. I hate that. So in that game, it lets everybody jump really fast in a game that uh the buffer system is really whack. So it, it can really mess up people's inputs. And it ah, ah, I just don't like that game, man. It's 
it's weird because I can have fun playing it for like an hour or two, and then I'm like, I hate this game, dude. Like, right. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's so weird, man. It's so weird. But go on to the next game man, sure. before I get any further. <laughs> get you started. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> all right, the next game for me is Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. And oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, I don't think it's a bad game. And I, again, similar to Smash, no, you can't add a character in that game that would make me want to play it. And as far as a as a gameplay change, the only thing I wrote down is like, I would love if the game committed to a pace of play. And if I could expand a little bit of that idea, because I don't think a lot of people really understand what my gripe is with Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. So I think the game is in between like a rock and a hard place, right? Because it has anime qualities, but then it has traditional qualities. But the problem is, it doesn't excel at either. Ah, so true, dude. It, so true. It doesn't play Street Fighter better than Street Fighter, traditional Street Fighter, right? And it doesn't play Guilty Gear or Persona or Blaze Blue better than those games. But it uses both of those qualities. Now, if I want to make a comparison to a game that has found an identity by using both of those different genres in fighting games, or subgenres rather, being traditional and anime, I look at Undernight. Undernight found an identity of what makes that game special. First of all, it weaponized momentum using chain shift and it allows the it allows you to manipulate the pace of play through the mechanics and then the characters can dictate the match because chain shift is such a huge factor or and i mean chain shift and grid obviously the grid system is such a huge factor in, in undernight grand blue it has to play slow right because mechanically mm -hmm. the game doesn't allow it with it's again you talked about dash blocking the the run-stop animation is weird. The jumping uh, yeah. is weird. And mechanically, the game does not allow you to play fast. But... It's floaty. Yeah. Characters allow you to play fast, right? Because they have... A lot of them have very, like, lunge-heavy rush on cooldowns or, like, meter set. So it'll... What happens with that game is that it'll explode for, like, a second. And then they'll get back to playing, like, awkward neutral, where they just go back and mm -hmm. forth. And it's just like, okay... You don't play footsies like Samurai Showdown because when you play footsies in Samurai Showdown, you whiff and then somebody hits you so hard that it's like, man, I shouldn't whiff again because that sucked. With the Grand Blue Fantasy is like, you can play footsies for a second and somebody might catch you with like, whatever, uh, like a long combo in that game is like, I don't know what, eight to 12 hits. But then it's just like, it, it goes back to playing like from exploding, it goes back to just like this weird pace of play of just, just like we're stuck in the mud until somebody gets the cooldown off or somebody gets more meter. And then we're back to playing fast again through the characters. But the game doesn't allow that because the game is stuck in one pace of play, but the characters can manipulate, manipulate that pace of play by using whatever resource they have at that time. And it bothers me so much because it goes back and forth, back and forth, instead of just allowing the game to dictate the pace of play. I know that sounds convoluted, but that's, from a fighting game perspective, that's how I feel about that game. It's just like, pick a pace. If you're going to play fast, <laughs> play fast, right? If, you, if you're going to play fast, allow me to use a game mechanic that will continue the, the momentum in one direction or, or the other, right? So either if I make a mistake and somebody else can rush me down, allow them to keep on putting pressure without having to use individual resources. Allow the game to play faster by either removing the cooldowns so they have more options in order to apply pressure, which will speed up the game. You give a uh, better range or better speed to certain normals. And I mean, Gatlings is also a huge factor in that, right? 
Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I don't really like how it is. I don't really like it. Or if you want to make it Street Fighter, you want to make it slow. Okay, you you can continue on with the cooldowns, but you accelerate the damage. You get rid of long combos, and you get rid of awkward explosions that they have with these meter-based combos, and you just make it a footsie-based game. So if I whiff, you really punish me with like a one or two hitter, and then we got to get back after knockdown. We got to play the same game over and over again. That's the game. But I don't want to be like, you know, it's just like, again, like I said, in between a rock and a hard place, like it's not fun for me. So I know mm-hmm. that was sound like a rant, but <laughs> that's how I feel about that game. Nah, dude, I, so I want to say that I agree because when I first played Grand Blue, I like it, but I know what you mean with the cooldowns, right? Once you use a special or one that requires like meter, mm-hmm. you have to, you know, you have to go through the cooldown. It's weird because would you say that it's it's slower it's slower than KOF, right? Because KOF is a faster Street mm-hmm. Fighter, a faster well, it's his own thing really, but it's it's faster than Street Fighter, but you don't have that like that weird feeling of it just slowing down, right? Right, yeah. You're not stuck. Yeah. So it's it's really weird because a couple of things I don't like. I, I and this is me answering the question too. Uh since I don't, I don't think I don't really know much about Grand Blue except that it makes a lot of money as a gotcha game. <laughs> yeah, of course. But as the, the the changes, one thing I don't like is I don't like the jump height. It's really high, man. Like that thing, like them boys be flying, man. Like <laughs> it's really high, and I think that adds more to the floatiness of the feel of the game because there's this period of time where like the walk speed is really slow, mm-hmm. but the run speed is pretty fast paced, right? So then you have this weird it's it, it's in that middle and it like you said Mac it don't excel at anything. So I have something that doesn't want to be good. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't want to be bad either and I hate that. Like I, I don't <laughs> I feel like that's worse than being any Pick like, a lane. Yeah, yeah man. Pick a lane. Yeah, exactly. Pick a lane because right now you're worse than that person that doesn't pick a lane. I'd rather have something straight up bad and straight up good than something that doesn't even want to be good or bad, but doesn't want to, but wants to be both of this. It's weird. And another thing is, I don't like how you pressure people in that game. It, I've seen the pressure. I, I was, I was going to ask you another thing too, but I'll say it after this. I don't like how the pressure works in that game because every time I see the pressure, it's so dry. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about Grand Blue. It looks cool. It looks really cool visually, but when you play it, it feels dry, man. Like it just, and I think that's why a lot of people like Zoe because she did all these kind of cool different things that could allow more pressure and she had different tools in the neutral, but like for instance, I played Grand. I played Grand for a bit, and I was like, "Damn, I'm like, I like, I had fun in the beta, but then I played him again, and I was like, "Damn, dog, this is not really fun." Like, I don't know how to explain it. And when you're pressuring people, there's not much in the case of the pressure because I don't know. What I said I feel like they made it so that you can become creative, but they put all of these "you should try this" and "you should do this" type of things. So then it kind of closes the creativity of said game so i don't i don't it's very weird and another thing i, w- I want to ask you have you seen a grand blue tournament recently i i'll watch uh team spooky locals every now mm-hmm. and again yeah but obviously i don't think that's the highest level that you can go it's it's fairly high for north america east coast yeah, yeah. but i mean i'll watch those I won't watch the Japanese ones just because of the time difference. And then I don't bother to go search for the archives. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's really what I watch is. So it's like, I would say it's high level to a point. It's not the highest level, but it's fairly high. So I saw a tournament. Well, for when I see it, say I saw, I saw a tournament. 
I saw that for like five, three minutes. And I saw this Zeta player just body this dude in like freaking seconds mm-hmm. flat. But like, it's weird because if the Zeta player didn't land the things that they landed, or if he didn't open it up, it would have been like, I put him in the corner and this is what kind of happens. I put him in the corner and now I'm back in the mid screen or I'm kind of trying to open him up. And it, it's, I don't know what it is, man. It's very dry. It's very, it very doesn't have dry. an identity. That's the thing. It's yeah, just like, man. That, that's what it feels like. It hasn't found one. It's like, I, I, okay. So two things. One, you said the creativity part. Yes, you can be creative, but to an extent. I think mm-hmm. Granbu will allow you to do like three to four combos. And those are the ones you do. Like, yeah, it's man. not like, okay. So Undernight, this is the crazy part about Undernight is that in challenge mode or the practice mode or whatever, those combos that you do in that game, those are the optimal combos. Like that's the ceiling. But you can also use so many other routes that really affect Mm -hmm. the game, both in position, both in grid, which is huge, it's tremendous. And both with specific like knockdown states or if you're playing a zoning character and you don't want to give them a certain amount of meter. Like there's so many layers except for the fact that you're using this combo for damage or this corner carry combo mm-hmm. or whatever. So with Grand Blue, it yeah, it technically gives you the option to do multiple combos. But because of the cooldown system, the pace remains the same for all of them. And then because of the poor Gatling system, like you said, the pressure is existent but it's not, it's predictable. It's it's predictable. It, oh, man, and I, I hate that, man. I hate that so much. I, when I play a game, I want to do things the way I want to do it. And I've seen the pressure in Grand Blue and man, dude, I've seen it once. I've seen it a thousand times. It reminds me of Street Fighter V, dude. Everybody's doing the same mm-hmm. crap, man. And, it, and it, I hate, it sucks for that game too, because I feel like, I don't know what they're trying to do with this game. though. <laughs> It's weird. It makes me wonder. It's yeah, so, man. You can't, I mean, you can't jump super high, which aids the pace of play, but then be stuck in the mud when you're trying to walk, and then mm-hmm. you get to explode, but then you have a cooldown system, so you can't continue on pressure. Do you understand? Like, they're going back and forth every single moment. It's mm-hmm. like, why? Why didn't you just pick a pace that's either slow or either fast? You try to do both, and you failed at both of them. And again, I'm not trying to be harsh, but that's just how I see it. You failed to do what, in my opinion, Undernight succeeded in, where mm-hmm. Undernight took the things that they really liked about anime fighting games, but they were like, we technically don't want to air dash. We don't want to do that. We want to block in the air, but we want to play a little more Street Fighter-esque, but still allow for some craziness. So what did they do? They made it technically street fighter but there's full screen normals and then they allowed for the grid system to get around the full screen normal and then not only are you battling for meter you're battling for momentum which is such an interesting mechanic and grand blue fantasy for me it failed to capture that because the characters are trying to do one thing but the game almost forces them to do another it's just yeah, like man, it's yeah. weird I don't know how to say it. You can't like you can fireball somebody with Grand, for instance, the 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 Shoto character, mm-hmm. basically main character. You could fireball all day, but then as soon as you use the really really fast fireball with like you know the fast fireball, well, burn out your cooldown, and now you kind of like stuck. Just there. waiting. So you can't just yeah, man. And it's it's a weird it it is uh, Grand Blue is a weird ass game, man. To be honest, because it also came around like a random time too, and there was some um, some real strong interest. But yeah. like, think about it this way too: whenever I see the tournament footage of it, nothing about it really 
excites me. And I don't, maybe it could be part of not having offline tournaments, but I don't even think that's the case, man. I get pretty, I can get pretty excited watching some online stuff here and there, depending on how good the, the gameplay is. COVID but, definitely didn't help it because... Yeah, no, nah, yeah, seriously, it, dude, it did not help it. I won't say it killed it, but it definitely halted momentum. I think... It, it shot it in the foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could have been way more out there to the FGC if COVID wasn't a thing because... Remember, they also killed the tour. So with no yeah, tour, no, no, too, yeah, no exposure, and then you're just relying kind of on word of mouth. And that game just doesn't speak to everybody the same way. It's weird, too, because I feel like at least it's trying to be different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it's trying to do its own thing, but it, it's not going all the way. You know, it's going 75%. It's got to go 100, man. Yes. You got to go all the way. It's not committed. You can't just go, eh, yeah, man, exactly, dude. It's, it's such a weird game because I really wanted to get into it, but then... It, it's not like Street Fighter. It's it, it's not. It's it's weird though because I I, I kind of wanted it to be like Street Fighter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like I I get it. It doesn't have to be Street Fighter. I don't want that to cloud my judgment because I'm always open to a new fighting game, except Mortal Kombat. I really won't touch those. <laughs> gross. But I, I'm open to new fighting games. So I'll try it and be like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. But it just I don't like jumping in it. That's a big thing to me for me, man. Jumping is like if I don't like jumping in it, I might just not even play it. But like. It's just weird, man. It's it's definitely stuck in a, in that hard place, man. Yeah. I mean, again, last point on this, but like speaking of the Street Fighter, you know, you might not like Street Fighter because it doesn't play like Street Fighter, but Street mm-hmm. Fighter picked a lane. It decided like, yeah, we're, exactly. we're playing fast, we're playing for damage, and this is the game. Like, it is what it is. Like, you can't really zone in that game. I mean, you can try, Hell but no. it doesn't work. <laughs> Dude, you jump in and they body your yeah. <laughs> like 40 percent damage it's ridiculous and playing footsies yeah, is kind of hard because of the amount of damage so you don't really want to commit to like that's your only game plan so you kind of have to just go with everybody else and it's like all right let me try to get yeah, in there man. right let me rush it so but you can at least respect the fact that they made a decision they committed to the pace of play and like that's the game so you better learn it with grand blue it's just like eh, yeah try it try yeah, both ways. yeah. <laughs> exactly and, and like in street fighter they like they encourage it even more feel like the the fact that you could see the dis the stun bars mm-hmm. like hell yeah man freaking everybody does more damage hell yeah man explode in five seconds hell yeah man yeah the grand blue i don't know what it want to be man it, it just looks nice that's it man oh well i mean i i'm not trying to be harsh on it but it's just again man like i said like that's how, just how we feel <laughs> it's yeah. How we feel. <laughs> yeah i wanted to really like grand blue Same, too because yeah. I wanted something to be the in-between of like not having Street Fighter, but Mm -hmm. that's definitely not it. And it's netcode doesn't help it either. Yeah, that sure doesn't. All right. The final game that I don't play on this list is Dragon Ball Fighters. Again, no. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No. So this is more because it's a tag game, but like no character. You you couldn't add a character that I would really care about. But if you did add one-armed future Gohan, which is one of my favorite Dragon Ball Z characters because he's such a badass. Oh, yeah, he is. I would definitely watch more footage of that game, especially, obviously, of future Gohan, but I still wouldn't play it. (laughs) I I would just watch. (laughs) As far as the gameplay mechanic, again, similar to Smash because it's a tag fighting game. I don't want to change what the game is meant to be, so it's, it's a little cheating with this answer. But if I could change it, I would make it play extremely similar to million arthur arcana blood i don't know if you've played that game dude i uh i actually got it on a sale when they were talking about it shouts out to toby and these guys mm-hmm. in discord they mentioned it and i was like yeah okay let me look into it and then i saw it and it was like on sale so it was like 11 bucks man <laughs> yeah and, and the sale i was like all right i'll just get it tomorrow and then i was like 
And then he mentioned, it's like, you might want to, hopefully that sale ends, uh, it lasts to tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, let me double check it. And it the sale ended in like seven hours. So I just went and bought the game. <laughs> nice. I haven't played it yet, but I will get to it one day. Definitely. Right. I should have played it recently instead of playing Skullgirls, to be honest. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So, okay. So Million Arthur, in my opinion, is one of the more like unheralded games out right mm -hmm. now. It's really interesting in the way it plays. So it's a non-tag assist focused fighting game, which mm -hmm. is I really like because the assists are very unique and they're individualized, but the characters are also have an arsenal, which is, again, it was one of my big criticism with cross tag battle is the fact that the assists mm -hmm. were really good, right? But the character itself was lacking. With this game, mm -hmm. you can't tag out. It's only one character, but you get three different assists, and they all have three different moves. It's not as good as Skullgirl's assist system, but it's 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 still really good. That remind me of a game called uh, <laughs> this is the Weeb game, right? Dengeki, man. Dengeki Boku oh, Fighting yeah. Climax. Yeah, DFC. It does that too, man. Yeah, it does that too. And there's another uh, another game I forgot, man. I think it's Aquapaza or not Aquapaza. Oh, it's one of those weed games. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of them. I'm not sure. This game is, is my only criticism of this game is that the, no character really speaks to me. That's kind of one of the reasons why I dropped it. But I, I, I saw the gameplay and I was like, I love the gameplay. I just I need the character that like I kind of have to can connect with. But I would like to revisit it and be like, OK, let me see if I can just give it another try and see if a character can can really speak to me. But I think if you had a Dragon Ball game that plays like Million Arthur, so what you would do, in my opinion, is you would condense the characters. So all those characters you can play now as, as in Dragon Ball Fighters, some of those you don't even make as real characters. They're, they're assists only. Like, I'm sorry, but like, you know, Android 17 and, and some of these other characters, like, no, those Many are... Many Super Saiyan Gokus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. Like Kid Goku or whatever, like... Some of those are just going to be assists. Like you only need one Vegeta. You only need, you know, one Broly. So those are going to be assists only. You condense the game. You make the roster maybe like, I don't know, 20 to like 22 characters, something like that. And then you give all those mm -hmm. other characters as assists and 1v1 gameplay with extremely well-implemented assist system. It's a huge gameplay change, obviously, for Dragon Ball Fighters because I'm yeah, changing the game. Big, <laughs> but <laughs> if they did that, yeah, I would, I would play Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I yeah, I feel you there, man. I yeah, I don't really like the assist system for me for Dragon Ball Fighters. If they added like OG Kid Goku, that'd be pretty cool. I wouldn't play the game though, still, but OG Kid Goku, not Kid Goku from GT where he could just go Super Saiyan. Right. I'm talking about old school Kid Goku. This man, rock, paper, scissors. That <laughs> dude had two moves, man. <laughs> yeah, he's your future goal. And uh, yeah, yeah, future goal would be dope too, man. And I, I want Trunks when he like blasted the same the androids when we went oh, when we went back in time. That, let me get that version of Trunks. <laughs> what a badass character! I love that character so much, dude. Yeah, seriously, man. All right, that's all we have for the first topic of the week. The secondary topic of the week again is very Discord heavy. I, I got this from a few people on Discord, so it had to do with FGC Hollywood basically talking about competitive play and what it means in fighting games. However, this eventually overlapped to inclusivity in the FGC slash Smash, right? Now, again, shout outs to Broken Wing, who also, I uh, I actually had a talk with Broken Wing and eventually I'll compile that together and put this on his channel. We talked about some cool stuff. Oblivious, who's your buddy, mm -hmm. and Bleak for these points. And I'm like, I'm going to say like, I'm 88% sure that Bleak hates me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. 
I'm just kidding. Oh, he's a he's a nice guy, but I'm pretty sure he hates me. But it's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they brought up these points in the Discord, and these are just some questions that I figured would be cool to to talk about. So, do you think there's a stigma for not playing to win in fighting games, like just wanting to play casually, like not really caring about you know learning the combos or doing it by the book, just kind of wanting to go online, mess around, and then go about your day. Yeah, I think there's some people that made it a stigma. They'd be like, man, you're not even trying. Why even bother playing the game, man? And it's like, I just want to play for fun. No. And then and then you're like, you're such a try hard. Get that dick out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that goes, right? Right. I wonder how many times that has happened. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been on the other side where I saw somebody kind of not take the game seriously. And I would be like, hey, man, come on. Just learn some frame data or whatever. Like. <laughs> <laughs> But I wonder how often that I, happens. I So I will say I don't have that often in the fighting world. But I did see people act like that in Smash, mm. though. I'll say a lot of those Smash players. Like, dude, I've had some Smash players. I play. I don't play the game like that, man. I've had dudes just straight up get pissed off at me. You're always doing that. Why are you doing that? And, 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 I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I just play. I was like, you don't know about this. You don't know about that. I'm like, yo, man. You like, think it's insecurity? Oh, yeah, it's definitely insecurity, man. If they oh, lose to you, then they'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I lost to a guy who's just having fun. <laughs> yeah, I think that happens with a lot of people. I played a good amount of people that actually have that feeling when they fight me. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, yeah. And I can feel it, though, because like, OK, so I can adapt pretty well to some people. Mm -hmm. I think that frustrates them because like I adapt to them and then I figure out what they're trying to do. And then I can kind of beat them and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's times where they do get. I definitely had my share of salty players. I've never been salty against somebody, but I've had my share of salty players at me. And it, and I could say it, there's been more on the side of Smash players than anything, that's for sure. Mm. And that leads to the, to the second question that they were talking about. Are Smash and the FGC, are those two groups similar in the way they ingratiate new players? And I thought you would be the perfect player or perfect person to answer that since you have experience in both. I don't know, man. I, I actually... I don't feel like Smash is that great at teaching, but they have a lot of content. I will say that much, but I've seen a lot of people come to our locals. And honestly, I would say that this, the FGC guys, our FGC guys are much better at teaching the guys that, the FGC guys that play Smash, they're actually better at teaching the guys that play Smash. And they are always more so helpful in terms of giving them info. Uh, but I will say that like, I can't really say, so for my experience, I would say that they're good from what i've seen because the smash players are cool just like the fgc guys we're all kind of cool mm -hmm. and we're all in the same kind of group but I, i'm not too sure that it's that similar like they're that good when it comes to just kind of getting those new players in i'm not sure man i i know for a fact though when i teach somebody i i taught somebody that didn't know how to play any like nothing i taught them every little thing and i taught it in a way that they're able to use said thing I know, and I will say that in the FGC, it can be harder to teach some things to other uh, to people because we think sometimes. And I hate yo. I'm I'm be real with you, Mac. I hate people when they think in frame data. Oh, I hate that mm. so much. Oh, this is plus six. Oh, this is such a nerd ass up, man. <laughs> Just because it's plus, don't mean I'm not gonna match. <laughs> I, I don't like. I I honestly don't like people that talk so much in frame data because it loses the general consensus of people. It definitely alienates new players when you start talking about frame data. It's way too advanced. I usually talk, 
yeah, man, that's way too advanced. And in Smash, that's not really a thing. So I'd say it's easier for them to do that because in Smash, they'd be like, oh, just do this button. It's really good. Just do that. Just It's really good. You want to block. It's simpler. So it's easier to, mm-hmm. to get those new people in. Usually people that play Smash, they have an idea of what they're getting into. But when people play fighting games, oh, dude, you don't know nothing. You're like, you can't even move. You don't even know how to dash. You can't jump. Oh, my God, you're horrible. Right. <laughs> so I want to say maybe it's similar, but I don't know, dude. Like, it's, it's weird because... Smash is a much easier game to get into, so then it, that makes the um, playing field easier for the people to teach them. But then FGC is very, very hard. Like, sometimes I feel like people aren't really teaching super basic stuff in fighting games. It's like, I'm going to teach you how to dash, y'all. Like, that, that's, you know, that's a weird thing. And I, I play people, and I'm like, yo, yo, yo. Like, I've, I've taught people, like, I remember I taught my girlfriend how to do a Hadouken, and we have to teach people that, but then that doesn't mean that they can really use it as much as, like, when you get into a Smash. You can use almost everything you could, you learn in, like, a day, but in, in fighting games, man, you get in a normal match, and you're like, I can't, I can't hide, though, man. I can't, mm-hmm. I don't know how to show you no more. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. Yeah. I can't speak on the Smash side, because obviously I've never tried to, you know, play Smash at a local or online or whatever. But I I found that interesting because Oblivious was talking about his experience with Smash. And he, I mean, he had a couple caveats in there because he said that he did not treat Smash as a competitive game because the only mm-hmm. game he plays competitively or, or treats one is Tekken. He just wanted to kind of have fun and play casually, play Smash. And I believe he also said uh, something about items as well. So his example is a little different. Oh, that's true. His Yeah, it's a little different, but he said that it was difficult for him and he kind of had to drop the game. And I believe he was talking about Smash 4, not so much Ultimate, because he couldn't find the right group of friends or right group ah, of people man. to play with. And he just dropped the game. Now, again, this I think more has to do with his local scene, not so much the entire Smash community. But I think that was a big discouraging factor in why he probably just stopped playing the game. Oh, so see, I was looking at it one way. You're right. That opened me up, too. People don't like playing like that. I don't even like playing like that. It's annoying, mm-hmm. but I like playing with some Pokeballs, but <laughs> I get it. And it, it makes sense because a lot of people don't like playing like that. They really don't because it's really random, but it's like the fun way. It's really fun to play it that way. And since you can only like, there's two types of people. That's why that game is so divided in all the pe- people. They, they don't like, you know what I think? I think Smash players don't like their video game personally, <laughs> right? Because there's always they're always at battle with something in the game. They're self. So you have somebody that, yeah, man, yeah, exactly. So like, let's play with some some items, and then they're like, man, I don't play no damn items. Get your <laughs> your boring, your your casual ass somewhere else. It's like, man, this is how the game was intended to be played, though. Mm-hmm. So I I definitely get what Oblivious means. Usually I I get what he says most of the time because every time I'm like, I only I play it competitively because I found enjoyment in it. Mm-hmm. But I would never shun the people that play it casually. Is they having fun, man? That's what it's all about. Have fun, right? But I seen, I I know for a fact people are like that. They and I seen it a lot in the Smash. I don't know what it. I don't know what it is in Smash, but there are people that they they don't like people that play with items on. They don't like people that play with pokeballs. They not about that stuff. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's, it's almost like they have a divide between tournament. Oh yeah, tournament do. standard Smash. And then casual smash and like you they, can't... yeah man they have a big divide and it it's it sucks man because like those people that are like tryhards casual people don't ever want to play the game just like oblivious I've seen it in real time man there's a chick that it, oh actually I've seen it in real time people come at me they play me 
and then they get bodied and they're like, I don't want to play this game. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, and it's like, and, and, and it, those are people that want to play like casually, but they're kind of like, they come up to me and they're expecting like, oh, this should be easy. And it's like, well, so that can happen too, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't. So when I first came back to the fighting games, I didn't have anybody like hold my hand or. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just got bodied repeatedly, like over and over and over again. Just got bodied, bodied, Hell bodied. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the right way to learn, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, and that's how I kind of got ingratiated. But the reason why is I kept going is because I did a little bit better every every time I played again. I was like, I did a little bit better. Okay, I got bodied again, but at least I got him to like three quarters health, and then I got bodied again, but at least I got him to almost taking around. And eventually, like that's the natural cycle of just okay, you know, what's mm-hmm. the next goal? But Bleak brought something up in Discord and I don't, so I don't, I'm not entirely sure. I don't want to put words in his mouth. I don't exactly know what his history with the FGC or history with fighting games are. So I don't really know where he's coming from with this, but he brought up the point that he finds that, especially with Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, mm-hmm. that a lot of people complain about that game, probably us among them. Hell yeah. <laughs> complain about that game, right? And it, it almost deters players, new players from picking it up because then they see the the major portion of the FGC that talks about this game and they talk about it in, a, in somewhat of a, a bad light or they rather portray it in a bad light and then it discourages other people from continuing playing the game. And he was saying, that, you know, one of the biggest problems with the FGC that he finds is that he believes that the FGC really likes tearing each other down as far as their games are concerned. I, I personally don't see it that way. I just see it again, like we said, like we just, we criticize yeah. games because we want them to do better. And sometimes we're very unapologetic about it. But from his viewpoint, especially when he was trying to get more people to play Grand Blue Fantasy, he saw them basically want to drop the game and he credited it to the fact that the fgc is not very good at almost welcoming new people and he said the only way you can find that is through things like discord or smaller communities but he felt that the first step and most people that aren't in the fgc if they're looking for good online communities or online matches or just people to play with who actually care for the game they don't immediately think about discord right he, he, he thought that it was a very fgc exclusive thought pattern of mm-hmm. going straight to this discord i can't answer that because again i'm a part of the fgc so i think about discord a lot because it's again it's a huge part yeah, of man how it's like play. the first place i go nowadays yeah man. <laughs> as far as the fgc like tearing each other down i think a lot of sub communities have some people that just like talking shit to talk shit but then you have other people who criticize other games because they don't enjoy their direction and they make it known, or they just simply don't play the game. I don't see it as tearing each other down, but what do you think about it? Like, from an outsider perspective, do you think that that's a valid concern? I think as an outsider looking in, sometimes it's hard to funnel that bad stuff out, man. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, it's really hard to funnel that stuff out because, like, I've seen people straight up diss Street Fighter Five, right? Like, straight up like oh this game i mean i'll diss it too right and it can definitely like it can be like damn it's like imagine when you're looking when you're out and i was like damn i i just wanted to get into like you're you're brand new fresh into fresh into the fighting game world Mm -hmm. right you're like damn i just wanted to learn a new fighting game but is it really that bad why even bother playing if it sucks this much ass (laughs) (laughs) right 
it's understandable to have that thought. I would say that I don't believe the FGC goes out and tears a lot of tears the other games down. I think it's that that vocal, loud ass, short midget ass minority that we get. You know what I mean? Like Shout that loud dude. Yeah, right. That loud dude in the club that don't shut the hell up, and it's like, God, oh my God, shut up! And he's small and he's annoying. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the problem. So they can kind of poison your thought process into like those those games. Because when, when I first started a game, I didn't know if it was bad or good. When I first started Persona 4 and Darkstalkers, I didn't know if it was bad or good. I just played them because they were really fun. Yeah. And that's what it should be. But I do want to say this, though. For you, Bleak, and for anyone else, don't you give a damn about what anybody else's opinions are when it comes to the things you like, man. Don't you give a damn, dog. Because, like, man, I don't give a crap what anybody says about any of the games I like, man. You could talk smack about Dragon Quest all day long. And I'll say, hey, that's cool, man. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'd say that at one point, people talk smack a lot about Skullgirls. Mm-hmm. But I didn't give a damn, man. I didn't want to listen to them, man. I'm too busy <laughs> playing the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every game goes of, through. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Like, we're, no one's, like, exempt from being smack talk, man. You shouldn't ever care about any in life man don't ever give a damn about what anybody say about what you like as long as it's not hurting them nobody and it's and it's just and it's a normal thing do it man enjoy yourself yo enjoy yourself especially when it comes to these fighting games they they supposed to be played for fun hey man there's people like there's people that still play street fighter 5 despite what me and mac may think Mm -hmm. i think that game is horse doo-doo right but there are people that still play it and I think in my head, I'm like, they still, it's like, you could, you could paint a, a doo-doo house or how's the house my saying go? You could paint a, you, oh yeah, you could paint doo-doo gold, but it don't matter what it is. It's still doo-doo. It's just <laughs> gold paint, right? Yep. So, so people still play those games and they enjoy it a lot. Like Daigo, he loves playing Street Fighter V, it seems like. So, hey man, keep playing Street Fighter V and enjoy it and become the best you can be at it if you want to be. If you want to play it casually, then play it casually and it's like, hey, man, suck a dick. I'm playing my game. You just got to tell them that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, I'm playing what I want to play, man. At least I'm having fun because you have other people where they'll talk smack about all these other games. And then when they play the game, they supposedly like, quote unquote, they still get pissed off playing it. So mm-hmm. it's like, come on, man. Yeah, man. That I mean, yeah, exactly. You just answered the next question was, would hearing people in the FCC talk bad about a game you like deter you from playing like absolutely not i don't know how many times i've had again no shot intended at blaze blue people but i think it was 2015 or maybe no like 2014 or something like that where uh persona was it was doing well but i think was it chrono phantasma or extend one of those blaze blue, blaze <laughs> sound blue, like the same yeah blaze blue got some sort of an update and I forget where I was. I was somewhere online and I was, oh yeah, I was inquiring about, hey, I play Persona. I really like Ultimax and I've had a lot of hours in the, in the original arena in vanilla. Should I uh, start playing this game? Because it just recently got an update. So I figured I would hop on. And the amount of shit people gave me is like, oh, you play Persona? I mean, well, yeah, man. I mean, that's the that's the baby league. Welcome to the majors. It's like yeah, shit like that. They'll be like, yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, you're not really playing a real that's not a real fighting game. Yeah. Play guilty gear. Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. So 
they all undermined my experience in playing Persona because they had like very little respect for it as a fighting game. So, but then again, like I remember playing Blaze Blue and I was just like, oh, it's cool. Not for me, but it's cool. But like them talking all that smack about me playing Persona, I honestly, I, I didn't even care. I was just like, well, I, whatever. I think this game is godlike. <laughs> I don't really care at all. <laughs> you might think it's stupid. It never once crossed my mind. I was like, oh man, maybe I'm making the right, the wrong decision here because these random people on the internet are saying my game is trash. <laughs> like, who cares? If that were the case, people would stop playing old KOFs. People would stop playing Melty Blood. People would stop playing DFC. All these niche games, right? People would stop playing these games because they're listening to numbnuts on the internet, on Reddit, on Twitter, on whatever. And that shouldn't be a deterring factor. And that was the one issue I had with Bleak. Again, not to put him on blast or anything. But he said he or he attributed one of the causing factors for his friends stopping to play whatever Grand Blue Fantasy versus because of all the negative attention it got online. That shouldn't be the excuse. I think, in my opinion, they stopped playing the game because maybe they just got tired of it or maybe they weren't having mm -hmm. as much fun. But you can't you can't say it's like, oh, it's because online people were mean to me. So I'm done with this game or they discourage me from playing because they're saying the game is bad. That can't be that can't be the reason. No, there's no way like. You play what you want because you enjoy it. And that's just how it should be. I'd also say, dude, if, if you're a somebody, a person that like people can eater you from a game just because they say they don't like it and there's not much to that, then you got other problems, man. Yeah. I'll be rich. You got a lot of other problems. Your friends may not have liked it because like, like Max said, they may not have liked it. Maybe they was busy. Maybe they got tired of it. Maybe they didn't like the floaty ass jumping. I don't know, <laughs> but it could have been something else, you know? It could have been, yeah. Maybe they just want to play Tetris. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. All right, that's it for the fighting game subtopics of the week. Next thing is game sales. Uh, yeah, nothing on sale. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I would say, yo, uh, Million Arthur was on sale, but that's a long mm. past. That ship is long gone, yeah. man. Now, if you want Million Arthur, you can pay $39.99 on Steam. <laughs> oh, my God. Hell no. Nah. Dude, do people even play that game? I don't even think people really be playing that game well, like that. Well, Toby and like uh, three others play on Steam. <laughs> I swear, man. I, <laughs> I I I really want... When I saw the game, I was like, damn, that looks sick, man. Mm -hmm. And then I, I saw it after... Like, I wanted to play it, and then I heard like nobody... I didn't hear anything else. There was like no marketing on the game, I feel like. No, it died immediately when it came out, which is unfortunate because yeah, it, it was actually one of the hidden gems when it came out. But they had freaking uh that dude from KOF too, man. Yeah, Yori. Yori. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so oh well. Sometimes it happens like that with a life cycle of a game that doesn't have the capital behind it or the marketing. It just yeah. comes out and dies. Oh well. Now we got listener questions. I don't think we have a baker's dozen. I'm pretty sure we have eleven, so we're too short. Yeah, someone ate the last donut, man. It's all good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But we, I think we got some good ones. Also, we had some trolley questions, which I did not answer because our Discord, you know, they love answering or asking me questions that have nothing to do with fighting games and are <laughs> just weird. So I muted those guys and I banned them again to the underground, which is the waifu wars. <laughs> <laughs> Purge them. All right. The first question comes from Zio on Patreon. He asks, why is Pringle shunning the waifu wars? <laughs> <laughs> he said... I picked Valentine as a bargaining chip, and no one seems to care about Skullgirls. <laughs> God damn, man. To be fair, I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> I didn't know it was a thing, but never. I'll never join it. Never. No reason other than never. Hmm. Skullgirls is not enough, man. It's not enough. No. 
It really is. Well, now even if you wanted to join it, the that <laughs> that uh, underground community over there is not taking any new applications. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Yeah. Next one comes from Brute Slayer on Patreon. He asks, "Hey Mac, what's the lore behind you and Labrys? Also, do you guys have any balance change requests for your characters or even other characters in Tekken Seven besides Pringle's complaint about Master Legend?" <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's going to be the thing with me now. Yeah. I swear to God, <laughs> I hate that. Knee. <laughs> you know how many, I mean, many times that knee goddamn whips when I needed it to hit, man? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's terrible. <laughs> Rough, dude. Um, okay, I guess I'll answer the Labyrinth question. So Labyrinth, I, obviously, I played Persona 4 Arena. And I the, that game only has like 12 characters or 13 characters. It doesn't have a lot. With no DLC, no season pass back in the early 2000s or, or early 2010s. And I couldn't really pick a character that I really enjoyed. I mean, I like Narukami because he's kind of like a Shoto version of an anime fighter but i also wanted another character and i picked labris because she was an underdog she was uh not very good and she was different from the other characters the way she speaks she's kind of like a she has a chip on her shoulder <laughs> she's like yeah. little, kind, of, kind of like a little badass so that's why i picked her and also her fighting game stories for the most part are pretty trash but her character story and persona 4 arena is actually really sad and uh it's good i i actually really enjoyed it so I liked her backstory and I liked her history. And then what I liked, I really liked about it is that after going through her character story, it made sense to me why she is the way she is. So I was like, okay, that, that adds up because if you just played her, you're just like, damn, why is she so chippy or why is she like, you know, she just has this chip on her shoulder and she's kind of not mean, but very by the book. And like, she's all about like, you know, <laughs> authority and shit like that. So yeah, she's just cool. So that's why I picked her. Hey, uh, isn't she the same one that has the red axe combos too, oh, man? Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. you can't forget that, man. You hit somebody with a red axe, you could TOD their mm -hmm. ass, man. Yeah, red axe was huge. The only part about red axe that I don't like is that Labrys's defensive options are so terrible. So if people make yeah. you block, even she loses axe gauge, which is such a bummer. Ah, yeah, <laughs> so discouraging. That's true. It's like even when I'm blocking, I'm I'm losing momentum. I uh I knew somebody that played uh was it Shadow Labrys, the one with the um... yeah, she's way more popular. Yeah, yeah, she's really, she's really cool. But yeah, she, Labyrinth, I like that. I wanted to get in Labyrinth too, man. Cause she was pretty different. Yeah, uphill climb if you play Labyrinth. <laughs> Tough. Yeah, she's fun. But though. it's all that much more worthwhile. Though. Oh yeah, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I, no, I played her in tournament. I've never played Narukami in tournament, even though like I'll play oh, him yeah. online. But every time I play Persona in tournament, I've always picked Labyrinth, even though I knew it was it was probably gonna be my demise but i never regretted it i mean i was like hey. i would say in persona i feel like you could have made that possible too you know you could make you could probably win a big tournament in persona with uh, a pretty meh character if you run Just into the right matchups yeah if you run into the right matchups absolutely and if you play yeah. really well that day yeah you, yeah you could make it work yeah as long as you don't fight like what is their name i guess uh, yeah her and Mitsuru. Yeah, her and uh, Margaret. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Ken, man. Is it Ken kind of hard? For oh me yeah, too? Ken. Ken's hard for yeah. Labyrinth as well. Yeah, dude. Half the roster. And I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she can hold her own against other really high damage characters like Akihiko, some others, but it's the characters that have range and frames that yeah. she really struggles against, so like Mitsuru. She just poke, 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 and then she, you know, that push block, and then Labras can't reach her. And then you're taking a huge risk if you try to chain knuckle. So yeah, man. I swear, I swear in anime games, man, it's always like that. The characters with that big ass buttons be winning far. Yeah. <laughs> always yeah. like that. 
but she's a really fun underdog to play. Do you have another change for Tekken except for Raven's knee? Man, it would probably be another thing with Raven. <laughs> the other knee. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely the knee. I think, I don't know what it is, but I wish when I did like the, uh, her crouching dash, you know, Raven's dash. Mm-hmm. I wish it was more frightening for people. And I wish they changed her uh, standing four. I wish that was what it was before, because before she could get a counter hit four. Now yeah. it's like, it's not even worth using like ever. I can't believe that. Yeah, I really I didn't even did. know that. Yeah, man, it, it messed up the dude that played her really well, Tishumon. Oh, yeah. It kind of took really away good. a big, yeah, it took away a, a, a considerable amount of how she had to play. So now I feel like when you play Raven, you got to be a bit more in people's face. But then a lot, some of her back turn stuff is riskier. But they did add like a really good back turn, like armored move. I'd say she's really good now, like probably one of the really good characters in Tekken. But nobody really uses her. So that really made it cool too. Because you have to work. Nobody yeah, yeah, to you work. gotta put you gotta put in work with her ass. Mm-hmm. I love her. Like she's one of the few characters that has a suit though for a female. That's freaking dope, man. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. Well, uh, I don't, no, Leo doesn't have a suit. She, he's she's got like just the jeans. jeans yeah, 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 Raven got legit suit, man. It's really cool. I like that. Reminds me of like the the unforgotten, uh, the forgotten Men in Black character. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would say similar to how you want Raven's dash to be. To have respect, I, I I think we talked about it last episode. I was mm-hmm. uh, Lily's back one was her her only tool in neutral that would give the other player hesitation on trying to interrupt what she was doing. And uh, when they took the back one frames out and they made it worse, there's no reason to respect Lily in neutral when she uses back one because you can just electric out of it or. You can launch her with a down forward two if it's Paul. Um, there's no reason that you shouldn't press a button. Like Katarina can just press standing four and she wins every time. So that was a bummer. I wish, I don't even mind making a trade. Like take away one of my high damage, mm-hmm. like 13 frame punishes. But give me back back one so I can just fight in neutral and not be scared for my life that Geese is going to down jab me every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude. Yeah. Hit you with a down jab, 60%. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Stand up. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's Stand up. <laughs> Dude. That character. All right. Dario Spina on YouTube asks, do you think when it comes to the FGC today, are we relying too much on expecting developers to make updates and balance changes instead of adapting to what is currently out? reason I'm asking that is... We usually don't look at old fighting games besides community patches on occasion and have a need for a balance change. We just accept it for what it is. I think uh, I think it's like a 50-50, man, in the in the sense of like us expecting the developers and not adapting. Cuz it's a, there's this weird part where I'm like a lot of people just adapt. Like I know people is like, "Well, just going to have to keep on rolling with these punches, man." Right. And then I see the other people who are like, "Not till they fix this. I'm not playing this game no more." So, so it's, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, man, that's that's me with Guilty Gear now. I'm like, not till they take away YRC, but they're never gonna take it away. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's I don't know, man. I, I would also say though, in old fighting games, like st- some stuff was like super busted. You know what I'm saying? And it like if some stuff would have changed, it would have been better. So, for instance, Third Strike, perfect example. Chun Li, man, like that. And um, uh, was it Yen or Yang? One of those with Genny Jin? Oh, dude. <laughs> that, Jin. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. For the ones that don't know, Genny Jin was like that move where 
this dude uses it and he's like you have to run from him because everything he do, does is going to mess you up mm-hmm. and i think if those like if some of those things in third strike would have changed third strikes meta would have been a lot more interesting as opposed to what it is now and it sucks because they just have to accept it which i mean it's not like i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing per se but it's not the best thing either because that if say for instance if they were able to do something to Genny Jin, that would have made it a, the matchup a lot more reasonable or how chun li pretty much is where like her 50 50 situations and stuff that would have made it more reasonable and it wouldn't have just been this chun li like eight chun li's and evo top eight like it's like five of them i mean like five chun li's and evo top eight but then at the same time there's that's there is too much of a reliance i think with a lot of the modern games i feel like people always talking about buffs and nerfs like all day every day and it's like damn dude like sometimes it feels like they want to really nerf people just so they could make their characters better from default and then they want to buff their character but they don't want to buff nobody else so it's like man it's a weird 50 50 i feel like and i think that uh i think i man at the end of the day i think it's better to go with the mindset of shutting the hell up and just playing your game like straight up go with that mindset man and hopefully they don't like what i hate is that when they change things they destroy your character man i don't know that's the most that sucks to be in that situation you pick a character after having a character crisis and you're like damn i really like this character and then the developers just nuke it but um I think the best mindset really outside of that though is just to kind of roll with the punches because hey, that's life, man. You you can't can't be expecting everything to be fair. Yeah, no, you can't. Anti-social network on YouTube asks, how about talking about missed values that fighting games can teach you? This is a good question. Missed values. I was trying to think about this earlier. The first thing that popped in my mind is the missed values. I didn't initially I, I didn't even think about a fighting game value like hey, you should play footsies or hey, you should try to anti-air. But I was thinking about just the current age. Again, I'm a boomer, but the current age of fighting games is like it's it seems like we're kind of soft. Like, yeah, man, we're not nearly as tough as we used to be because of the new influx and some of these newer games that are, you know, we have newer people playing it. So their values are a little different because they didn't grow up with the things that we grew up in. There's okay. There's like a we, we joke around, but there's a huge lesson to learn when somebody tells you to hold that shit sometimes, oh man i was gonna say you gotta that hold too. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hold that god damn it it's just like sometimes you take an l and you're out of quarters so you better hold that shit until you get more quarters and hopefully you bring your a game next time but like i the, the problem that i don't like is when somebody tells you to hold that shit and then you go tell somebody else who's like hey he told me to hold that i don't like that <laughs> i don't like that or or like if you're out of quarters and somebody tells you to hold it and then all of a sudden the the guy who owns the cabinet you know makes it on free play mode so the other guy can play it's like no that's not how that works <laughs> that's not how that works <laughs> he'd make you look stupid man <laughs> he'd make you look so stupid dude if he did that man i was gonna say one of i think you mentioned it you mentioned it earlier definitely actually it was just learn how to get your ass beat and keep on going <laughs> Get that ass beat and then keep on. Dude, I, I first got into Skullgirls. Everybody was beating me, man. Like, I didn't know what was going on. Like, everybody was right. beating me. I didn't Standing racist and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like getting into Marvel, man. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, you're not going to know anything. All these resets. You got cross-unders. You got cross-ups. You got left-rights, 50-50s, all this goddamn thing. And then the combos. 
it'd be like you'd be like the the general people where they'd be like, I swear they're hitting me with infinites because I can't get the <laughs> hell out of this. <laughs> where do I get to play? Yeah, man. Yeah, I felt that a lot of times. So one, if there's one good thing you can learn, it's definitely you got to just keep going, man. If you mm-hmm. if you stop, you'll never know where you could have gone. Yep, absolutely. Roman Lightbody on YouTube asks, what's your favorite fighting game? Just curious. I wonder if uh, he hasn't listened to like the previous <laughs> four, like, four episodes. <laughs> Pretty oh, sure we man. talk about it every single podcast that we do but right for me actually i i did the best in persona 4 arena ultimax but i will say i think i like vanilla persona more there was something about that game that was a little more raw and then when ultimax came out i i think probably as an overall game it's probably better but it's i would say my favorite game is vanilla i wish i could say the same about vanilla Skullgirls, man <laughs> but, oh that man that, yeah. That that went through many phases. As you already know, yeah, my favorite game, I'd say it is Skullgirls, but like Persona's probably like a mad, uh, pretty strong second. I wish we had a, a, a normal way to play it, man. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. We it's have the... no good way to play it. Yeah. What's that? What's that one program you can use to like stream? Parsec? Yeah, Parsec, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like, for now, it seems like the best play, or like almost the only play, place to play it, like... Uh, and I don't it's even not, want to do that because it's nah, a, yeah. not convenient. <laughs> yeah, man, not at all, dude. No. Oh, well, maybe one day. One day, man. Maybe one, one day. day somebody that works for Sega or Atlas will listen to this podcast and be like, hey, maybe we should port <laughs> Persona to PC. That or we're going to have to pull up in the house right quick. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, man, where my Persona? <laughs> yeah. We're about to take Sonic hostage. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. John T. FGC on YouTube asks, so now that KOF 2002... Unlimited match on Steam has received an update with great rollback netcode. Will you be checking out the game? I own it. I have yet to play it. <laughs> but, Spoken like a true fighting game yeah. community member. Yeah, I own it. But I've been, I, I mean, obviously I just came back from Florida and the, I didn't have time to play it. But uh, yeah, I will check it out, especially just for a netcode. I, I mean, I don't plan on mastering that game because I'm ass at KOF. But just to see how the, because I only played a few matches of Garu and I kind of want to compare. Pretty fun. Yeah, I want to I compare the netcode for a, a larger scale game that has more a consistent player pool in King of Fighters 2002. So yeah, eventually I'll I'll play it. I don't know. You, you never ended up getting it, did you? No, man. I uh I I told myself I wouldn't get anything past ten dollars at this point. So how much is it at fifteen? Mm, I don't know about that one. Maybe. Right. <laughs> it'll <laughs> eventually come about down. That. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll yeah. Come down. It's a matter of time. All right, Scruffy Sword on Discord asks, when will we be getting? Pokin content on the pod. <laughs> Pokin, Troll man. Ass dude. I, dude, I honestly, no disrespect to the Pokin community, but I kind of forgot that that was a game. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you ever played it? No, I have not. I have played it for, I think, like 10 hours, something like that. I played uh, Chandelure Pokemon. It was pretty fun, man. I, uh, I had some good times with it, but yeah, I don't know, man. That that game also had like some like tier problems too, man. Oh, really? Like I think, uh, yeah, I think Blaziken was a big tier problem. Uh, maybe Gengar. I could be wrong, but it was fun for the time, but it died very, very quickly. Yeah, it sure did. It really did. All right. What we got? Four more? But really, I mean, two of them are kind of trolly. Fuse Hunter on Discord asks, not sure how extensive your retro fighter knowledge is, but I'll ask anyway, what old school fighting game do you guys think is the most beginner friendly? <laughs> None of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. dude. Shoot. Beginner friendly? 
Dragon Ball Advance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, like it's not a true fighting game, like what you think of a fighting game. It's, I mean, obviously it's a beat 'em up that has a fighting game side option, side game, right? But man, that the, okay. So the mechanics are really simple. It has, I mean, almost like I mean, it doesn't have like combos or like crazy things, but like it's a really in my opinion, it's a really good first step into fighting games because it teaches you fighting game fundamentals, sort of. Not really like, <laughs> not really like anti-air or any of that stuff. Teach but it range. Te- it teaches you range, yeah. And it teaches you jumping and blocking. Uh, and it's fun. It's just super yeah, fun. Yeah. So the, the fighting game component of Dragon Ball Advance, if you can get your hand on it, yeah, it's it's not a traditional fighting game, but man, I, I sunk in hours to that game. Dude. <laughs> it's, My it's King Piccolo, down, dude, dude, was clean. <laughs> Yo, man, let's go. Kettle Dude on Discord asks, you guys were talking about Street Fighter V original soundtrack, and one of my favorite tracks is Kazuki Beach Alternative or Round 2 music. But anyways, to the question, it made me think about what is your favorite implementation of music in fighting games? It can be something like a character having a theme, certain character matchup music, or something like the way Killer Instinct implements music to match the fight, or anything that comes up to your mind that really resonates with you. One of my favorite things in Street Fighter 4 arcade mode was when you fight the rival, it plays the character themes you're playing, and it just kind of hypes me up, man. I do like that part of Street Fighter 4 Arcade where it has like the... The other cool part that it has is like, you know, when you're waiting for mm-hmm. uh, whatever, it's like uh, an online match is like, here comes a new challenger or something. Ah, uh, like man, I love the announcer, dude. Yeah. Whoa, that was amazing. I'm yeah. like, hell yeah, man. Pump me up, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like that. So something that resonates with me, I have a lot of like favorite, not favorite, but like I would say themes of characters or OSTs that I really enjoy. But something that resonates with me, have you ever listened to the king or like Jin tekken 3 soundtracks oh i think i have oblivious always shows me those old ass soundtracks from tekken man they have some hat they've had some divisive times when it comes to their music <laughs> yeah. in the tekken games dude but yeah. i'm not sure i'm not sure but you have to shoot it to me later i don't know where the king one comes from but the king soundtrack in tekken 3 the way it starts it just gives me goosebumps and i I can't really relate it to like a memory but i it feels nostalgic to me Mm -hmm. the Jin one i don't even play Jin. i don't even like him but the Jin one is i remember vividly going to a friend's house that had tekken 3 and the i just remember for some reason that that was the theme that was playing while we were like going back and forth or maybe i was watching him play arcade mode but i just remember it stuck with me and i just it's such an iconic theme if you ever listen to the gin themes uh it's it's like you can't mistake it those ones really resonate with me and obviously i have my favorite characters and i know their themes as well but the ones mm-hmm. that like really make me like feel nostalgic and like really resonate are, are those those two two well two things i want to say then i like how like in mortal kombat when you beat somebody the music changes when you're about the fatality of their ass that's mm-hmm. pretty cool implementation yeah. and one song i like and it doesn't really have an implementation factor to it but it has a funny memory there's a song that we play in my locals and it's called birthday train in guilty gear and it is not hype <laughs> it is it is not a it's not a rocking song it's it goes like good birthday train then it's like this soft ass temple <laughs> and for some reason we always just be like hey Hey, put some birthday train on, man. Let's <laughs> let's play some of that. We always play that in the casuals. 
And then we have like our head to all. We have like our dude AJ over here. He's like, oh my god, Virgil. It's like and we always just play, and it's hilarious, dude. We that's always funny. doing that on purpose, man. So that's the the one song I can think of that's really good. Oh, and there's Elton theme from uh, O'Neill. That's a pretty good theme. Everybody mm-hmm. likes that theme. Yeah, you can troll with OSTs too. Like yeah, I remember, man. like playing death matches online and Undernight. People would pick the Nanase theme even if they hate it. Just to uh, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> theme, that theme is actually like the theme of the Unio when you wanna when you when you don't like your friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Yo, it's you like... wanna play some Nanase theme? No. Man, that's the worst. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it, but it's so funny because I like it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, if 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 you wanna get into somebody's head and <laughs> like if you're listening to your own music, be like, let me pick the Nanase theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one is i don't like it at all but uh <laughs> all right last two questions come from organization 13 on discord he asks when's kof 15 <laughs> this dude. time it's when not where but when so he did change it up <laughs> dude i just hope that when it drops you guys better be playing it god damn it <laughs> no. you guys better not be like what's good 15 we're gonna be like next week baby and then we're gonna play it and it's gonna be like nobody on matchmaking <laughs> i know you're gonna have organization and uh zeo I'll just call you bastards out if that's the case man final question of the week is actually a response to the other question it comes from Lazuli. oh my god 14 he asked but when's marvel though <laughs> when's marvel baby who knows bro yeah, who knows never all right, man. Our show's almost done. We got shout out of the week. And this, you know, this podcast was very heavily inspired by our Discord. So I figured, why not shout out FGC Hollywood Discord? And I highlight a couple people here because I appreciate their roles in our Discord. We have Television Snow. Now, Television Snow, they do work, right? So, Television Snow is like all, all they do is just shitpost. All day. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yo, shouts out to them. I sometimes scroll and I'm like, <laughs> it's hilarious things, like yeah. just really funny. I don't know where Snow finds all this stuff, but it's all really funny. Sometimes it makes my day, it just makes me laugh, like, because he posts really funny things in, our, in like the little shit posting channel. But he, like, Snow never says anything outside of shit posting. Like, he just, he doesn't talk, but he's loyal to that channel. That, like, that's all he does. <laughs> so, yeah. it's sick. So uh, I appreciate Television Snuff for doing that. We have Azazel, the wife who watch. Again, another person that really takes his, his role seriously in the Discord, posting waifus constantly for our, our enjoyment and just always keeping them classy. So that's that's really important. Yep, yep. And uh, lastly, the highlight to Team Taiwan. I was checking the, the levels in our Discord and Team Taiwan is uh, one and two. So shout outs to Jam and Zio for always being around, always being active, always being honest, you know. I like yeah, I like man. both I like of them. those guys, man. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 not afraid. They're very very much alike like us, where they're not afraid to pull any punches, even when we say certain things on the podcast or certain things on in the Discord. They're uh, they're not afraid to disagree, and I I you know I respect that. That's that's what it's all about. So shout outs to those guys, and of course shout outs to everybody else that makes up the Discord. Uh, you know, it's just it's nice to have a little community. We're growing a little bit, right? And we had uh, a little stumble there with uh, my my mistake, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back to normal uh, operations in the Hollywood Discord. So again, lastly, if you want to join, if you're listening to this on YouTube, hit the description thingy. It's there. If you listen to this on non YouTube, 
you have to go to YouTube. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was also going to say, hey, uh, thanks for these. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I think it's Zio and Jam, or one mm -hmm. or the other. Thanks for y'all posting these pizza pictures and tagging me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love pizza, man. Tag me in it. I want to see, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. So our our general chat on Discord is basically food. <laughs> all right. Let's go, man. <laughs> That's all it is. But yeah, man, we, we started a little late, so we ended a little late. I apologize for keeping you this long. But yeah, I don't know if you had any closing words, but that's all I have for this podcast. Oh, man, I, I do want to say, man, right quick for the people, well, kind of like what Bleak said, but enjoy the games you play, man. Always enjoy it. Never let anybody else's opinions really affect it. The only time I get affected by other people's opinions is if, if I'm trying to save my money. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. the, like, that's an understandable, you know, you got to like, you want to be smart about your purchases. But outside of that, man, enjoy your games, everybody. And I appreciate it as always. Thanks, everyone. Mm -hmm. Very well said. So appreciate everybody for listening. We'll see you guys next week, hopefully with a little bit more interesting news in the fighting game space. It was a little dry this week, but uh, I think we made it work. And oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But uh, we'll come back hopefully with uh, some more Guilty Gear stuff. And we'll see what this next week has in store for us but until next time you know what to do keep it classy and uh yeah we'll see you next week peace peace y'all